are back. Yep. And we are cold. Yep. <laughs> really? On the Dirty, Ugly, Wrestling, Chili podcast. Uh, my name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are joined once again by... Jam and Jason. Jam, Jam and Jason. Jason. Welcome back to the podcast. How you doing? Doing pretty well, but it's cold. I'm well, freezing. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about this uh, offline. Everybody's bundled up two, three, four times. It's... Uh, six degrees out there right six now. Six degrees yep. of Kevin Bacon, or uh, <laughs> yep. six degrees in general. My goodness. I mean, anywhere on this East Coast that's been getting hammered with snow in most parts, like Ocean City, Maryland... Is like Blizzard City, yeah. Maryland but right we, now. I'm kind of bummed that we missed it. Are you? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that because we work for financial institutions and where we are, I didn't even go into work late on Thursday right, when all yeah, this no, happened. No, I mean, I would have liked to have at least gone into work a little yeah. bit late because exactly. it was a little That's messy outside. We didn't get yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Jamie Jason, you go to work all week? I went to work all week. Oh, long man, time. the comics yeah. open all week long. Yep, got to get the comics out every Wednesday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I tell you what, but it's a, uh, it's a new year on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. It's 2018. We've been around for uh, so uh, like a year and a half more right now. How many episodes did we have? 40? So this is 41. 41. Yeah. So we're over the hill and making our way down. Yeah, man. But I tell you, we got a lot of great things coming up for 2018, and even more so, uh, we are going to uh, send you in not too long from now, in a couple of minutes, to our exclusive interview with personal fitness trainer and guru. Uh, he, he's the man that's going to keep us on track in 2018. Absolutely. Matt Temby, T-E-M-B-Y. We talked to him last year, Big Ugly. Yeah, we did talk to him last year. Um, we brought him on. Still one of the highest, uh, is it listened to? Well, one of the highest downloaded yeah, for sure. There we go. So Download, you get the full the downloads, yes. and then we yes. see those numbers just jump yeah. up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, yeah. and TuneIn Radio. Right. If anybody knows, uh, if anybody listens to that pod, that podcast last year, we did it almost like at the end of January, I mm-hmm. think, last year. Um, but Matt, personal fitness trainer, he really knows what he's talking about. You know, he helps out a lot of people. Just a very giving genuine person yes you know um that really just wants to look out for people and uh man you, you guys are going to want to hear this he, he dropped some real gems for 2018 that's going to get everybody set yeah and we had a great conversation and jam and jason this was the first time that you got to talk to him one-on-one uh what do you think of this guy oh it's great great very nice very personable and what we when we were talking and during the interview that we were uh, did you, you know, this works into personal life as well as fitness life as well as uh, you know uh, all kinds of different you know he's dropping lots of different wisdom on us. Yep, yep. it's going to help you in uh, in your personal and professional life. Yeah, that's true. And I'm telling you, what a, I can't wait. I mean, it's it's going to be great. You guys are going to enjoy this interview. It runs about you know thirty minutes or less. You know, but. Uh, you know, in, the, in our segment here and then our segment afterwards, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the world of professional wrestling, the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018. And just as we wrap up this podcast at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about the Royal Rumble, yeah. which is shaping up to be one of the biggest and most legendary Royal Rumbles of all time. But First Royal Rumble with uh, a women's with Royal Rumble. women. We've been looking for that and asking for that for a while, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, Just to think, right? Tangent? Si- si- yeah, tangent. <laughs> 60 years from now. Yes. All right, let's not go that far. In 60 future. years so let's from go, now let's will go, be, uh, I'll be 100. Go, right, yeah, let's not go that I'll far. I'll be dead. All right, let's go about twenty, another 25, or 25 years or so. Okay, we should all be here. Yeah. They're going to be showing, like, vignettes mm-hmm. of 
this women's Royal Rumble. You know, kind of like they showed the vignettes of like the first WrestleMania yes. and stuff. And it's like, you know, the people from that generation can look back on and be like, you know, I was a part of history, like the first WrestleMania. And that's like, that's going to be us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're going to be the people that sat, you know, and watched the first ever women's Royal Rumble, you know. So that's just kind of cool knowing that we're going to be a part of that experience, you know, and that history that's about to be made. We it's sure big are. Deal. Man, it's a big deal. And Jam and Jason, we've been watching wrestling for, you know, a long, long time. I know Big Ugly, you got into it a little bit later in life. But uh, we've been, uh, you know, as far as that first WrestleMania, we were around back in that time during the closed circuit television days. Oh, yeah. And uh, the beginnings of what was pay-per-view at that point in time. So we were we a lot of firsts. First WrestleMania's first uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. In fact, yeah. the first one with twenty people that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. You Which remember was that? A, yeah, it was a USA special. It, it wasn't was. even a pay per view. Yeah, it was a two hour USA special. USA and, Network, yeah. where where WWE Raw is still happening. And uh, by the way, it, it was on my notes. Why not just mention it? The twenty fifth anniversary of Monday Night Raw coming up in just a couple of weeks here, from when you're listening to this podcast. That's exciting. That's full. I mean, they're gonna have some. Uh, some of the old school guys coming mm-hmm. back. I'm yeah. interested to see. Well, they already called Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. They mm-hmm. said they'll be there. Which is, I'm wondering, what, and we could talk about this later, but I'm wondering what Taker is going to do. Yeah. You know, is he just going to make an appearance? You know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, what's he going to do? What's right. he going to say? Yeah. Like, how is he going to be presented? I mean, yeah. we haven't seen or heard from him right. since losing to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It, and exactly. then. Exactly. Because it's like we've seen other guys come back for special shows. Like we've seen the Shawn Michaels come back. You know, we know what Shawn's going to do. He's going to run around the ring, do his little, you know, talk, do whatever. But Super kick somebody. Exactly. Yeah. But Taker doesn't usually come back for this stuff because he's still been like an active yeah. person. You know, yeah. but this is be the first time he's coming back as not being an active wrestler if he retired, mm-hmm. you know. So, or maybe we'll find out if he truly is retired. We're going to find out and what uh, what will he come back as? Will he come back as the Undertaker, the Dead Man? Will he come back as the American badass yep. on the motorcycle Jam and Jay? Or the evil satanic demon? I don't know, maybe that's a little far. Yeah, you know, I don't think days. I don't think we're going back to that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little too uh, you know, public too, now yeah, with the company. Too so. risque for <laughs> WWE. But it's going to be good. It's a simulcast, actually, from the Barclays Center in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York, and also the Manhattan Center in New York City, where they used to do Monday Night Raw in that little building. Oh, wow. You know, with the sirens going off, and I think they're going to bring back uh, JR and the King are supposed to be doing at least part of that uh, part of that show as far as broadcasting is concerned. That's going to be good, man. I remember when, you know, JR signed his deal last year at WrestleMania, yeah. and I was hoping that I would have seen more of him, you know, throughout this past year, yeah. but it, it doesn't look like they've really been utilizing him as much. But, you know, I still love JR on commentary, man. He's, he's still got it. He's got it, man. And that's going to be great. Uh, a lot of things coming up, uh, and we're, we're going to talk about it in our next segment. But also, hey, what about this mixed match tag team challenge? This uh, men and women against each other. It's like Facebook Live kind of thing. Y'all heard about this for WWE? Excuse me, WWE? I did hear a little bit about it. Um, I, I Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on. Because I saw, like, their videos of, like, Goldust trying to get somebody on his team. Right. And uh, Braun Strowman is supposed to be, like, teaming up with Alexa Bliss uh-huh. or something. So I, I'm not really, like, what is this? So, I don't know when it's supposed to actually take place before or after Raw or SmackDown, but it's a, sp- a Facebook Live-specific kind of deal. So, it is mixed tag team matches, the men versus the men, women versus the women, but it's one man and one woman on each team. So, like you said, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, which is completely, you know, 
tall and short, you know, yeah, yeah. complete opposites. But then you got uh, one of the Usos with his wife Naomi, you know, I think it's Jay Uso with his wife Naomi. And then you also got uh, things like Maurice and The Miz, but I don't understand how that's going to happen because Maurice is pregnant. So I, I don't know. Are <laughs> these even matches? I mean, I, I don't know that they're matches. That's, That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Are they uh, matches or are they just kind of like are they going to play each other in a video game or are they just going to go head to head in promos or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have, watch Facebook Live on the WWE. You know, find out more about this mixed match, uh, the mixed tag team challenge. The pairing. You know that what? I, oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the, par- the pairing that I thought was interesting was Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. I thought that. Oh, there. That, yeah. that, I was like, yeah. that, that could have some. What? I, what is this? I feel like I, I got to do more <laughs> research now. Like, I, I want to know what's going on. We might talk more about this on our next podcast yeah. once this has actually started to happen. Yeah. Dude, um, when, when's the date? Do we have a date? For, I, I, this month. Yeah. Okay. January. All right. Yeah. I don't 15, know when. 15, 16, something like that. Middle Watch, of the month. Yeah. Facebook Live. <laughs> for the WWE. But man, there is a whole lot going on. So uh, why don't we just uh, take this into break, let you listen to our exclusive interview with Matt Temby, T-E-M-B-Y. And then when we come back in our third segment for this podcast, we'll talk more about WWE. We'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom 12 that just happened, which is the Japanese version of WrestleMania from New Japan. A six-hour pay-per-view that apparently was fantastic. Wow. Cody in there. Uh, Jericho in there. Lots of... Lots of known superstars, but then lots of Japanese. Also, we'll talk about a little bit about the Clash of the Champions that happened actually right after our conversation with TJ Sykes the last time. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about TJ and Deacon Storm, as he is now known. And, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I don't know what it's no, no. about. If you see the videos online, if you check, I, take a uh, look at them, man, you're going to see it. I have to look at it. I didn't even know. Yes, certainly. Take this a look at it. And we're going we're gonna to plug uh, them, too. But, uh, hey, we're going to be right back. Jam and Jason, why don't you take us into break? Well, they're actually going into the segment. Right. Well, a break, and then, and then a little bit well, of music, and then we go yeah. into a segment. There we we always go. take it in. So, yeah. you know, I'll put All you right. on the spot. Go ahead. Go ahead and grab something warm, a warm beverage, cup of coffee, hot tea. Hot back. chocolate. Hot chocolate. Sit back and listen to this great interview. All right, guys. Exclusive interview with Matt Timmy. Yeah. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast once again. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are once again sitting here with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason. And we are sitting here in the Mansion 2.0. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it uh, looks like it's just coming down from Christmas here in the holiday season. But it looks great. We uh, always thank you for having us. And... Uh, I want to just say it's cold as, uh, well, I could put some adjectives in there, but we're going to do family-friendly right now, but it's yeah. cold, guys. <laughs> um, you know, everybody come in all bundled up. It's freezing, ain't it, Jamie? It is, it is. Man. And Big Ugly, you staying warm in the uh, Mansion 2.0? Oh, yeah, man, but we're trying to uh, save on this electric bill, so. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. That's a good we idea. We keep it at 68. Keeping it cool at 68. 68. But you want to talk about keeping it real, we have uh, a guest coming back. To the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right now for the second time. He was here last year right around New Year's. He is here again. He is a personal fitness trainer. He's a personal fitness guru. He is the man who's going to keep us on track in 2018. Please welcome Matt Temby. Matt, welcome back. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate being here. How was your holiday season, Matt? 
Oh man, it was awesome. Um, always get to spend time with family and uh, in my career, you know, I run a Target store, so obviously uh, really busy with that, but uh, making those holiday dreams come true for all the kids in Northwest Ohio. Absolutely. Now, how's the uh, temperature? And we, I think we talked about this a little bit offline. You're down at uh, zero degrees. Is that right? Zero degrees today. Yeah. And actually all week it's been right around zero um, with the windshield. It's anywhere between negative 10, negative 20. So uh, we're trying to stay bundled up here. Wow. Now, you guys didn't get hit with that big snowstorm that hit us, right, on the East Coast? We, we did not. Okay. Um, we're supposed to get hit pretty hard over the weekend um sunday night into monday we're looking at like eight to ten inches so we'll see how that picks out all right man <laughs> jam and jason how are you feeling about this weather oh uh, it's cold i'm i'm over it i'm over it <laughs> <laughs> lots of bundled up remember when we went outside to that outdoor concert remember if it, imagine if it was this cold outside yeah forget that yeah we'd be no we wouldn't be doing it i was gonna go i had tickets to go to the last ravens game of the year but uh oh, wasn't that a disappointment well it was a disappointment for a lot of reasons yeah. <laughs> but it was so cold outside and those people were freezing on new year's eve so i'm kind of glad i didn't go but um, we'll get into all that in a, at a different time. Matt, it is uh, New Year 2018. You run a Target store, but your passion is in personal fitness and keeping in shape. So uh, uh, what's going on in the year of 2018? Any new trends in keeping in shape, keeping fitness, keeping in? What's going on? Yeah, so um, great question. There's, there's a few things exercise-wise um, that are trending. So like spinning classes, so that's that's getting on a stationary bike. Um, they do those in group classes. You have um, programs like Orange Theory Fitness, which is going to be um, based off of your heart rate. Um, and again, that's going to be in a group setting. And group settings are really popular um, because there's that camaraderie. You're doing hard work with other people, which um, helps with motivation and helps with discipline. You know, if your friend from, from the neighborhood shows up, you need to be there as well. Otherwise, they're going to be giving you a hard time. <laughs> and then there's, uh, you know, you're, you're just your regular sport. So um, people get involved in MMA, kickboxing, um, stuff like that. And then, of course, you have your powerlifting and your bodybuilding. Um, so those are all the trends of how people are staying active. And my, my tip here is, is stay consistent and get out there and move. Um, and then on, on the flip side, um, as far as your, your nutrition goes, there's a few things that, that I see a lot of on social media. I get a lot of questions, uh, people asking about these things. So ketogenic dieting, um, that is a high-fat diet. Um, so you're, you're only eating fats and proteins. Um, then there's intermittent fasting, um, which is you know, you're only eating during a certain window during the day. Then you have paleo and you have flexible dieting. Those are all the hot buzzwords right now. And, uh, and again, the key with that is be consistent. And um, with dieting, if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to drop body fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit over time. So whatever approach you go with, it has to be something you can stick with. That's a good idea. Consistency is key. I, I heard MMA, maybe professional wrestling as well. How about that? <laughs> you know, that's a, it takes a toll on the body, learning to run the ropes and take the falls and everything like that. We know something about that on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, now, you mentioned something, Orange Theory. I actually got to try that. Not too far from here, Big Ugly. Yeah, I, I went there too. Yeah. Uh, Hunt Valley, Maryland, yeah. I think. So Orange Valley, it's just, it was very deceiving. It's uh, Jam and Jason, let me tell you a little bit about this. It's a, a little small on the outside. It says Orange Theory. You don't really know what you go in there. But you go in there and you get a heart rate monitor, like you get it uh, just kind of clamped onto you. It's really comfortable, you know, and don't even realize that it's there. Correct. But you're working with the other team of people and you go through like three or four different sets of things. You start here for 15 minutes and then you go here for 15 minutes. It's like there's some 
you know, like some rotating stations, rotating so, stations, yeah. and one of them's, uh, you know, one of them's a rowing machine, yeah. one of them's the, uh, the uh, what you call it, the running machine, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the thing. With the, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the running machine. The running yeah. machine, right? And then you got you, your target is to keep a heart rate around a certain area. Now, apparently, I was working myself too hard, and I got to know that really quickly because you can see up on the screens what's going on. My heart rate was jumping into the red area, and I, I do believe, Matt, that the red area is probably you want to stay in the orange, not go to the red, right? Correct. Yep. So I was working a little too hard, but that's what the orange theory trains you. You know, if you're not used to going in there. You know, you either going to work too hard or not hard enough. But once you get consistent with it, like Matt said, you won't get into that orange area. It's going to be great for your body, great for your health. So you know about that too, a big ugly. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. I was there. Um, I did the same thing. Was going into the red a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun time though. Yeah, it was good. And yeah. it was it was friends if I remember, co- uh, colleagues and coworkers and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Shout out to Nikki and Debbie. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they listen <laughs> to the podcast, but hey, uh, Jam and Jason. So what about you? You know, as far as what Matt was saying here about uh, keeping active and things like that. Uh, do you have any uh, ideas on what he just said on how you can do that uh, in Hamden, Maryland? Uh, running yeah. up and down the streets. You running know, up maybe? and down the streets, lots of hills in that neighborhood. True, so, true. So definitely, you can walk around there. But <laughs> I believe we have one gym in the area. Okay. Um, I haven't been there yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was I, was, I, was, I always, you know, consider it. Yeah, can so, always drop by. So, yeah. Matt, as far as uh, you know, going to Orange Theory and, and doing things like that and, and keeping yourself active, what about things you can do at home? Uh, if it's too cold outside, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what can you do at home? Is there any calisthenics or, you know, just things that you can do around the house, you know, no matter where you live, house, apartment, whatever, uh, that you can keep yourself active? Absolutely. So if you have uh, multi-levels in your home um, and you have a staircase, as long as it's safe, you know, it's to be consistent, you have to be healthy. Um, And so if you're getting injured while you're training, that doesn't help you. Um, So if it's a safe spot to run up and down the stairs, um, then you can do that. So I would run up the stairs and I would kind of pace myself and hold on to the railing on the way back down. But Hmm. if you're doing um, flights of stairs, you can do that for 10, 15, 20 minutes um, and get some cardio in. Um, and then a really fun circuit that you can do. So um, I was part of a challenge in December. So the options were either run three miles a day, which was never going to happen for me. I'm not a runner. Um, you can do 30 minutes on the stair mill. And I, I don't have a stair mill in my home. I do have a treadmill. Um, and then the third option, and this is what your, all the listeners can do, is you do 100 push-ups, you do 200 sit-ups, and then you do 300 body weight squats so you're just squatting in place um that circuit will take you anywhere between 15 and 40 minutes depending on on where you're at with your fitness but it's an awesome workout um you're getting good muscle engagement and you can do it right in the comfort of your home so doing 100 push-ups and then 200 setups you mean so this is to do this all at one time Yes, it's a circuit, so um, you can break it up any way you want. So if you wanted to, you can go through 100 push-ups straight. Obviously, you're going to probably need to take a break in there a time or two. Um, But how I do it is any any circuit like that, I like to break it up into rounds. So I was doing rounds of 10. So I do 10 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, 30 squats, and then keep going through. And then you you would only take a break as needed. you know, ideally you want to keep going all the way through. Um, and then if you're doing that consistently, even if you do that just once a week, like on Saturday, you're, you're home with the family in the morning and you don't want to get up and you don't want to breathe the cold, then just do that. You can do that in, in your office. You can do it in the bedroom. You can do it in the living room, watching cartoons with the kids, um, whatever works for you. Um, but staying active, even on those days where you can't leave the house, 
it's a great option. That's cool, man. That's cool. So let me ask you this. Like, you know, a lot of times you'll see throughout the year, you know, people do stuff like the like the challenges, right? Where it's like, you know, the hundred push ups a day or, you know, you know, two hundred sit ups a day. I and is it so is it not beneficial when people break that up throughout the day? Like, you know, all right, I'm gonna do twenty five in the morning, twenty five while I'm at work, twenty five when I get home. Like, should this always, you know, be done all at the same time so that, you know, to maximize it? Or can you break it up throughout the day? So there's there's two different ways to look at it. If you're looking for um, the opportunity to build muscle, um, then I would do it all at one time. Um, so granted, like, again, you're, you're not going to do 100 straight push-ups. Most people can't do that. Uh, but if you're doing rounds of maybe 25 push-ups and that's your goal, um, you're going to have better, better muscle engagement. Um, from that versus if you're breaking it up throughout the day. So, and, and here's the reason why. So when you go to the gym, you're working out, you're trying to tear down your muscle fibers. You're creating micro tears in your fibers. Um, and then with the proper nutrition, you're actually going to rebuild that. Um, that's how we get stronger and that's how we have the opportunity to grow. Um, so doing that throughout the day, that's gonna be more for activity and burning calories versus creating the opportunity for your body to build build new muscle got it so yeah like you were saying i mean if you do it different times it just focuses on different pieces of the thing whether you want to burn calories or whatever oh my god did you do something i hear it on the outside the mansion 2.0 all the time we got security (laughs) (laughs) uh no then that's a great point um and this is something that um, I, my girlfriend actually brought up. She goes to the gym all the time. She's in a lot of these spinning classes and things like that you were talking about. Um, yeah. As far as consistency, she mentioned, and, and she's uh, she goes to the gym all the time, so she, this was something personal for her. She says uh, people come into the gym just for the first three months of the year. They you know try to work real, real hard, You know whether they're, they know what they're doing or they don't, or whether they have a trainer or they don't. They try to push and push real, real hard, and then by March it starts to – just kind of fall off and then you don't see those people come back until you know the beginning of the following year so does that really give any benefit to do the short-term hardcore you know go into it and then just trail off I mean does that do any benefit for you or could that potentially do harm in the shorter long term Matt? I don't think it does any harm for you other than um, you know mentally so if you start something if you make a commitment to yourself and you don't keep that commitment you are breaking down your self-trust. And so that's why I think a lot of people fail year after year after year when it comes to New Year is they have this track record with themselves that, and, and really I relate this to self-confidence. Like when you are self-confident, it means that you have a track record of making promises to yourself, whether it's relationships, whether it's financial, whether it's with your fitness, that you keep your commitment to yourself. And when people trail off in March or April, and it's no longer important to them, now they, they've damaged that track record. Um, and so I think that that is the biggest downside is the mental capacity of that. Uh, because if you want to be successful in anything, um, and, and I'll use the NWA as an example. So I, I'll tell you guys a little bit of a story later on if it comes up of how I've kind of gotten involved with that. But um, you know, with Billy Corgan um, as the new owner and he's rebranding the NWA, if he pushes really hard for the first six months and then those efforts aren't sustained in the next few years, 
the NWA is never going to come back to prominence of what it once was. It's just not going to happen. So it's it's not beneficial for him to push really hard. It's better for him to scale slowly over time. And as what I say with my clients is take small steps, and that will lead you great distances. Just focus on the steps in front of you, execute those, and then 12 months down the road, you're going to be able to look back and say, wow, I went a great distance. Man, NWA, but you remember that, Jim, Jam and Jay, back oh. in the day, the classic? Yeah. Now, I mean, there's been so many, uh, and just kind of looking at it as far as a professional wrestling standpoint, there's been so many culminations of that. Um, and now, and it's just talking, whether it be this world, pro wrestling world, the relationship world, I mean, you just got to got to make that commitment you got to stick with it jim and jason what do you think about uh you know sticking with it you know as far as making commitments to anything in life and wrestling and and working out what do you think about that well that's the hardest thing to keep up with your working out schedule especially with the being so busy if you have kids a relationship and all that it's really hard to stay disciplined Mm -hmm. Um, what i do a lot of times i do little spurts where i do it for two or three months and then i fall off for a month or two Mm -hmm. and but i have a kind of a glide bike in my house so what i tend to do is when I'm ready to binge watch a TV show for the first couple episodes, maybe I'll work out on the bike while I'm doing that to try yeah. to multitask a little bit, just to force myself to have some physical activity and yeah, and to get get the exercise time in. And and I think that's a good idea. I mean, if somebody's not you know consistently doing something like that, if you can find a reason to, to multitask and to go with it, watching the WWE Network perhaps for nine ninety nine, whatever. <laughs> yep, <there laughs> so we just gotta push that. <laughs> no, but uh, you, you know, binge watching something like Netflix or online, you know, uh, as far as focus and, and mental state, Matt, that you don't see a problem with that, do you? Is that that's okay? You can kind of work out and keep active while doing something else, you know, as like watching TV or listening to music, something like that. Yeah, I think it's great. So again, that goes back to the consistency piece. Whatever you need to do to hit your goals, you got to do those things. So sometimes I listen to music. Uh, most of the time when I'm training, I do. But I also love audiobooks and I love listening to podcasts like yours. And, uh, <laughs> so you can you can throw those into your your queue on iTunes or you know the Stitcher app, whatever you're listening to. SoundCloud, TuneIn yeah, Radio. <laughs> Um, YouTube Red, if you guys are uploading the, the episodes to YouTube, um, you know, so you can you can get the stuff that you really like, that people like to spend time on, like the Netflix. Um, like I said, I have a treadmill here at home, and, uh, you know, watching TV is part of my routine, but um, back when it was, I would watch TV shows while I was doing, you know, an hour of cardio. So it's definitely doable. Um, whatever encourages you to stay on track with your goals, that's what you need to do. That's where I'd encourage you to go. That's fantastic. Hey, man, so the last time we spoke to you was, what, January of 2017? That's right, I think. Yeah, and so you were just um, starting, I think at that point, your online fitness um, business. So, you know, just uh, talk to us a little bit about that. How was 2017 for you? Any experiences or stories you could share with us? Man, what a crazy year it's been. You know, looking back, um, I I was journaling um, the first six months of the year. So I had this little red journal that sits on my my desk, and uh, just flipping through that at the end of the year just reminded me of all the details that sometimes we forget because we're just grinding in, in the day-to-day. Um, so yeah, some of the highlights. Um, so I ran a few challenges last year, and that's really how I kicked off my business. Um, and you know, the learning that I had from that was you have to set timelines for people. So I 
I wanted to have 10 guys in a group. Um, it ended up being 15 within 12 hours of me announcing it. Um, so I had to close it down pretty quick. Um, and then I, I didn't give a timeline for when I needed everybody's information so I could design their workout programs and their nutrition. Everybody sent it to me the night before the challenge started. And, you know, because I do have a full-time job, I was working that night. So I, I did an all-nighter um, to get most of the guys started. And then some of the guys started the second day um, just because they didn't have enough time. So I didn't sleep for almost 72 hours to kick off the challenge. So that was, uh, that was like a welcome to, uh, welcome to the online business. Um, so, you know, but you have these learnings throughout the year of when things don't go as well as planned. Um, so I, I ran a second challenge in the in the summer and uh you know part of the fun thing of doing a challenge online with people is building a great community and having a lot of engagement um and i didn't do a great job of of keeping the engagement consistent in that second challenge it was much better than the first one so i learned some some lessons from that of what i i should have done better um and some other highlights so you know my goal was to have 10 clients throughout the year and i ended up carrying almost 20 with me for the entire year so that was that was a real blessing and, and a great opportunity to work with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and training online is fun because I have clients all over the country so when I travel um, you know if I'm in a city where where a client lives we can connect and I can actually train with them in person which is a lot of fun um, so that was really great um, and then you know just the last couple things so I ended up doing a, a bodybuilding contest last year um, I said I had been retired. Um, turns out I wasn't. I, I did a 34-week prep, and uh, so I prepped most of the year. So I started in January, and I went all the way through the end of August. Um, and that will be my last show. Uh, so I'm, I'm. You said that last year. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I. You know, I'm. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity to work with people and and help them change their lives. I'd much rather spend my time and my effort. On, on doing that than focusing on taking my fitness to the next level. Um, and then the last thing that I'd really mention is I had the opportunity to do uh, a video shoot and a photo shoot for um, some potentially some potential NWA work. So uh, so that was a, a highlight of the year as well. That's awesome. That's great, man. Man, it sounds like things are going well for you. So 2018 is uh, going to be a big year for you. you. We just talked about how you went through 2017. So uh, tell us uh, what's going on before we have you plug yourself and your stuff. Tell us what 2018 holds in store for Matt Temby. Well, you know, it's um, we, we always have goals. Everybody has their goals. So, um, you know, after my, my bodybuilding contest, I, I stopped focusing on my nutrition as much. So um, I have a little bit of work to do to get back into a consistent routine with that. And I started that at the beginning of this week, like many people started their diets. Um, so I'm excited about getting uh, just back to a healthier spot. Um, and then as far as the business goes, I'm going to be launching a challenge at the end of January. Um, and I'm not 100% sure on the size that I'm going to do. I think probably around 20 people. Um, and what I'm going to do with this, and it's the first time I've done something like this, and so maybe it'll go really well, or maybe it'll be, I'll chalk it up to one of those learnings. But um, I've seen some larger companies do um, like some charity work through group challenges, and I wanted to take the same approach. So the, the general concept is going to be it's a free challenge, um, but we're going to use the honor system. So um, you know, Dirty Mike, let's say you commit to training three days a week. That's that's what you committed to, and that's great. Um, but if you miss 
Um, so let's say you, you only train two days a week. That, that third day that you didn't do, that costs you $5, and we're going to add that to the pot. So um, if, if everybody's playing by the honor system and we're, we're throwing our money into the pot, um, then at the end of the challenge, there will be some, some prizes. Um, all the prizes are going to be supplement packs um, from a supplement company that I work with. Um, just to help people stay on track. So if you, you know, if we do a three-month challenge and you're one of the winners, and then you get the supplement pack, you're going to want to keep working out um, because you're going to want to have the opportunity to use these supplements. So um, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a dangling the carrot aspect. Um, but then with the extra money that goes into the pot that doesn't go to the giveaways, um, that would go to a, a local charity um, so that we can do some good in the local community as well. So I'm really looking forward to putting that together and then um, just continuing my education um, with fitness. Um, so both with the, the workout perspective and the dieting perspective, so I can continue to grow as a coach and uh, really help people change their, their lives. Jamie and Jason, Big Ugly, this sounds like something that we can do in our own communities or the Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners can do, you know, challenges, friends, families, colleagues, you know, 10, 15, 20 people, throw some money into a pot, make it interesting, do something cool at the end, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. You, we could all do this in our personal lives. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah heck yeah. Man, uh, Matt Tammy, we're uh, let's just say right now that at the beginning of 2019, when we have a podcast, our New Year's resolution, our New Year's podcast, how about maybe we have Matt Tammy on one more time? Right, yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Matt, how do you feel about that? Hey, it, it was the highlight of my year so far this year. Um, when Big Ugly reached out to me, I was excited to hear from you guys, and uh, I would love this to be an annual tradition. Yeah, yeah at man. least annual, yeah. man, if not more. But uh, that's fantastic. Hey, Jam and Jason, you got any uh, last words for Matt Tamby right here in 2018? How you doing? Are you going to commit to doing something in your house in the steps of Hamden? And, and watching bet binge watching those Netflix. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. See, you've inspired Jam and Jason. How yeah. about that? How about Big Ugly? How about you? Yeah, man. I'm a. I, I love the tidbit you gave on the um, the self confidence bit and about you know losing trust in yourself, like telling yourself that you're going to do something, but then not you know committing to it, and then how you start to lose because I feel like that's been a a big thing for me. So that kind of like put things in perspective. So I'm ready, man. I'm ready for greatness. <laughs> Ready for greatness, man! I tell you, and we can use this in our our physical lives, our personal lives, our professional lives. It, it's great. So, uh, Matt, hey, why don't you tell us where we can find you on Facebook, on social media, on email, and how we can get the community involved with you? Awesome, love it. Um, so, I, I put a lot of content up on Instagram. So, my my handle there is Tembi Training. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, my personal page is Matt Tembi. Um, there's a lot of mad tummies out there, so it would be easier to find my Facebook business page, which is also Tembi Training, um, or you can email me at tembitraining at gmail.com. And remember, that's T-E-M-B-Y. That's M is in Michael. T-E-M-B-Y, Matt Tembi, right? Yep, yeah, so just uh, Tembi Training. Um, you spelled that correctly, and uh, you, you can find me on all the platforms at Tembi Training. Man, follow this guy, like this guy, hit him up. You know, it's going to be right. Matt Temby in 2018, we're going to have a great year. Big Ugly, uh, what do we got for Matt Temby right before we uh, ride off into the sunset? Hey, Matt, we just want to thank you so much for coming uh, back on the show, man. And we can't wait to catch up with you. Uh, Maybe we might catch up with you later on this year before the holidays, before we (laughs) we get tempted to overeat. (laughs) I I would love that. And, you know, guys, I I think that – you know, from, from following the trends and looking at the patterns over the last year, 
um, people really start to fall off during the summer, right? Because it's warm outside, you know, on the East Coast where you guys are at. Um, people can finally get outside and get active. They can go on the boat. Uh, they can get out on, on the water. Um, and so they, the fitness tends to drop off. And, you know, if people enjoy, you know, cold beverage from time to time. Um, you know, they're, they're drinking more cold beverages and eating um, things that they might not eat when they're not drinking the cold beverages. So, um, you know, if you wanted to do something during the summer, um, I'd be more than happy to jump on and, and talk about ways how we can stay active and, and set some goals. Um, or you guys can reach, off to, or reach out to me offline. Um, and I'd love to help out in any way possible. But um, the last thing I wanted to share is, is just thank you for the opportunity. Um, you know, looking at your podcast of how it's changed over the last 12 months, um, it's the same thing, right? It's the small steps. It's the great distances. If you guys look back at your 2017 of January to January of 2018, you guys have changed. You guys have grown. And so it's just the, the testimony of effort and, and commitment um, consistency over an extended period of time that that leads to results so congratulations to you guys and all the great things that you guys are doing and uh, again thank you for the opportunity hey thanks man we appreciate it thank you Long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, not so long ago, we were right here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We are back. Welcome back. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. Sitting here once again with... Jam and Jason. Man, what an interview with Matt Temby. Wasn't that fantastic, guys? Very good. That was good, man. I, t- I told I told y'all that he was going to leave some gems for you, and, and he did. I'm excited for 2018. Man. After talking to Matt... Uh, yeah. What I can accomplish. Yes, what you can accomplish and what you can commit to and uh, how you can do it, man. Several different uh, ways and strategies. And I actually participated in Matt's. Uh, he, he spoke about the summer challenge that he did last year. And I actually participated in that. And it was very, very effective. Um, um, it was, a, I think it was like a two-month challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up losing about, like I think, a total of 20 pounds. Um, awesome. Yeah, so it was it was great, um, and you know he's very he's very thorough. You know he gives you you know he listed out the exact workouts. You know he took into account like all my macros. Like I tell him how much I weigh, what I'm trying to do. He takes it all into account. He created like a actual fitness plan, nutrition plan, and everything. So you know I mean the guy is on top of his stuff, man. Yeah, that's absolutely. <clears throat> and Jim and Jay sound like you got some stuff out of that too, yeah, okay. which you can do uh, in your life. And that man, it's just what a guy. Yep, what yep. a guy. Can't wait to interview him. And we were we said we were going to do it in the beginning of 2019, but I think we'll have to do it a little bit sooner than that. Might have to get him on in the summer of 2018. Yeah, because you know he he made a great point about um, people falling off in the summertime, mm-hmm. which is so true because it's like anytime that I've I've actually held on to fitness and done well, it's always been in like the fall and winter much, mm-hmm. you know. And then when the summer comes around, it's so true. It's like you know it's warm outside, and you're like. I don't feel like going to no gym. Like I'm yeah, trying right. to go, you know, trying to go to the pool, right, sit exactly, down, relax, exactly, have a few beverages. Right, yeah. Exactly, yeah, trying to go to the cookout. Right, who's got the cookout going on? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so true. Yeah. And, and I meant to say this one, that, and he, I, I meant to follow it up, but I was just so into what he was saying. It actually happened to me. I was actually in pretty, you know, decent shape. You know, heading into 2017, I was doing okay. And then in the summer, right around my birthday, right around the June, I fell off. Big time, man. I, I gained like 10, 15 pounds. I went up in pants size, and, and eventually my clothes are starting to get a little tight. I'm like, what the, what's happening here? But then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, cookouts. 
and summer and vacations, like you said. I was like, man, I need to get back off this. Right. So I, I laid off the bread, you know, a little bit. Uh, we I drank a lot of Coke Zero, which is now Coke Zero Sugar, which uh, they should pay us because we're, we're all drinking it. I mean, sure. we got it in the house. You got different yep. flavors of Coke Zero yeah. in the house, in the mansion. <laughs> 2.0, uh, Coke Zero, man. And and let's say, you get back into it. I actually got back into it listening to the podcast that we did last time with Matt Tammy. Yeah, yeah. Lost my weight back down. I'm feeling okay. And, good. You know, it, it's all good. So, looking forward to 2018. Yes, sir. We're going to talk to him again. Yeah. Hey, you know what uh, happened at the end of 2017, guys? Star Wars. Star Wars. The Last yeah. Jedi. Is that? Now, we go off on tangents. You know, this is Dirty Ugly Wrestling. But why don't we just talk a little Star Wars? Let's talk a little Star Wars. I feel like we have to because Star Wars is probably the biggest film of 2017. Huge. 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 <laughs> so, and as everyone has labeled it the most divisive, is that the word? Divisive, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Divisive Star Wars film yes. of the franchise. We've all saw it. Yes. <clears throat> I, 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 I personally really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But... There are a lot of people that don't enjoy it to the point where we're not going to spoil anything, but there's to the point where they've actually signed a petition that it be removed from the Star Wars canon, that Disney remove it from the Star Wars canon. Isn't that terrible? And I, I find it ridiculous. Now, you guys tell me what you thought of the film. Jim and Jason, why don't you go ahead? I was talking offline, but go ahead. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the space battles, every all that type of stuff. I thought Luke Skywalker wasn't really Luke Skywalker. I thought Mark Hamill was basically playing Mark Hamill. It's, it, it wasn't quite the Luke that I envisioned, you know, based off the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a little different. But that being said, I liked what happened at the end with him. I thought that kind of brought it back around full circle. That was kind of more of the Luke that I expected to see. And without spoiling it, don't want to spoil it. Got a pop yes. in the theater that yeah. I was in. Let me tell you. Oh, you're talking about the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what happens when you see Luke Skywalker in the beginning, there is a transformation that you find out at the end, and it's like, holy, like, this was just happening. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. I popped. And and I agree. And here's the thing. It's funny. So, and I don't think this is a spoiler because everybody, you can kind of see this from the trailer. And you, you know this if you saw The Force Awakens. Yeah. That Luke has obviously retreated into exile because of... You know what happened with Kylo Ren, sure, in the temple, right? And so, you know, a big argument has been: this is not Luke Skywalker. You know, a Jedi, a Jedi would never go into, you know, would run away from this evil Sith and do all of this. And I'm like, all right, well, let's think of the history of the Jedi, right? Because I'm like, if you watched Episode Three, mm-hmm. after Yoda loses to Darth Sidious, he goes into exile. That's right. Uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> goes, drops Luke off, and goes into exile. That's right. Right after after losing to Darth Sith, so it's like after Luke fails. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's just following the line of what everybody else does. I mean, even his father. I mean, if you want to take Darth Vader, it's like what happens. Like after he finds out that Padme did, he pretty much gives up and just mm-hmm. you know just it's settled to just be Darth Vader right. at that point. So it's like I mean, this is what. They do so, it you know, it's kind of weird that people are upset to me that Luke ended up doing this because it's like, well, actually, just following in a line of what all of his predecessors did. I, I would agree a hundred percent on that one. Um, I go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I think like after the original trilogy, we thought he would be so much better. Like, that's what kind of where I was at. Like, oh, he's not gonna make all the same mistakes that everybody else made, right? Like, right, he's gonna do it different, he's gonna do it right. Now, the one thing. The one thing I will say is you're absolutely right. I did think that, you know, um, 
Which is why when they first made the Force Awakens, it was shocking that he wasn't in it. Like I was like, yeah. man, because like Luke was. Oh, he was in it. I mean, he was in two it. seconds yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like at the end of Return of the Jedi, you know, he was like top dog at yeah. this point. Right. So you're right. You think he's not going to make the mistakes, um, but I do think that they really showed. I think they did a good job in this movie of showing how powerful Luke was. Yes. By the end of the movie, it's like. You know, at first you might think, you know, uh, well, he doesn't seem like he's like really developed much, but it's like by the end you realize like, oh, Luke is powerful. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I do think that they did his character some justice. Um, I think that another thing that people are having a, a hard time grappling with is that, and I don't think this is giving anything away, but you know, without any spoilers, you can tell that they're trying to move the franchise away from just the Skywalkers. Yeah. You know, and and they have to, but I feel like people are having a hard time coping with that you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. it's like oh only thing we want to see is luke leia and more skywalkers you know we want we want ray to be a skywalker we just want all these people to be connected to the skywalker somehow and it's like but if you're going to build on this what disney has said they're going to continue doing star wars forever essentially sure. what they've said yeah and you can't just focus on this one family like you got to continue to you know move on to focusing on other people and i think that star wars fans are having a hard time letting go because for the past what how, how long has it been? Like 40, 40 years? years. Mm-hmm. Past 40 years. 76. Right. Past 40 years, all Star Wars films have been based around one family. Right. So, I can um, understand the backlash, but, you know, I would say we got to be patient. See things got to move on. Though. Right. You got a you got a new major Star Wars movie every two years, but then in the middle of that, every other two years, you've got one of these, like Rogue One, which was a really good movie. Right. And this year we get Han Solo. We got Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So right. I, And I think this is what you were just talking about. It's kind of feeding away from the Skywalker family and kind of heading into the Solo family. Right. Especially with, you know, the you know the Kylo Ren's and you know, all this kind of stuff. That working in, of course, Han Solo is gone, but he can always come back as a spirit or an amalgam or something like that. And a Carrie Fisher, of course, is, you know, passed on as well, for, for real, though. Um, but you got so much legacy and, and more than just a Skywalker family. The, the history of Star Wars is much more than one name. Exactly. So yeah. you've got uh, you've got the First Order, you've got the Empire, you've got the Force, you've got the Rebellion, you've got the Dark Side. I mean, there's so many elements to this that how could you ever... Now, and remember all these people that you say are just talking about and then going up in arms? They all paid to see the movie, didn't they? They yeah. all they all watched yeah, they the all, movie. Yeah. And they all will probably pay for it to watch it again in some form or fashion, whether it be buying the DVD or getting it on demand or whatever the case may be. These people are not going they're, to... They're like wrestling fans, man. No matter how much they fickle. play, right, yep. they're, they're gonna still going to watch it. They're not right. They're not wrong. They're, they're just fans. fans. Yeah. Or they're just fickle. So let me say this. And I know we got, <laughs> we got to move on to some wrestling talk. But we before will. we do, I want to say this, guy. I was having a conversation yesterday. I came to the realization... Right. And this is so relevant right now because I literally just finished watching episode two and three last night because I'm rewatching the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader is overhyped. I came to this conclusion <laughs> yep. because I was, I'm like, all right, listen, listen to me on this. Right now, here's the prophecy about, quote unquote, the one. Right. To mm-hmm. the point where this guy wasn't even conceived by another man, right? He was conceived by the... Uh, Metachlorians. Yes, thank you. He was conceived by the Metachlorians. The Force literally made him, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking, I'm sitting there and watch, I watch episode one through three, and I'm like, what's special about Darth Vader? They keep talking about how special he is and how strong the Force is with him, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, all right, so let's think about this. At no point in the first three movies does he ever do anything that was like no one's ever done before. Mm-hmm. Using the force, 
even though I felt like there were times where they could have set it up for him to like do something that people would be like, oh, wow. But he never does that, right? So I'm like, all right, when we get to the third one, when he finally becomes Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. He pretty much takes down Mace Windu, right? Which he kind of did unfairly because Mace Windu didn't see it coming. So it's not like he overpowered Mace Windu. I think Mace Windu saw, uh, he knew it was coming, but he just couldn't put it all together because the last time I remember watching that same thing he prophesied basically that you know I wish it was true that all Jedi would live forever whatever the case may be so he knew it was going to happen eventually he just didn't yeah. understand I don't know right. I'm just sorry but go ahead because no, I'm like he, he's got the, the, uh, the Sith Lord there he's pointing his little lightsaber at him trying to convince mm-hmm. Anakin that you know they gotta take him in, or he has to die. And so Anakin just like cuts off his arm, and then you know he gets electrocuted out of there. So it's not <laughs> like he actually overpowered Mace Windu, who was probably one of the po- most powerful Jedi. Right. Then it's like he goes to the temple, you know, with a bunch of stormtroopers and destroys the rest of the Jedi that were there, right? Which is like no impressive feat because it's not like there were any like Jedi masters there at the temple. It's mostly just kids and the ones in training, right? Right. So nothing special there, right? Yeah. Then. We have a chance for him, the chosen one, right, supposed to be the most powerful, to beat Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. He gets most of his body chopped off in the fight, okay? Yeah. All right? So, that's right. So, you know, so at the end of the day, he couldn't even overcome Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not trying to say that that's a small feat because we know Obi-Wan's supposed to be massive, but we're, once again, we're supposed to be talking about the chosen one, right? right? Then, as Darth Vader, what's he do? He chokes some people with the little force hand. Everybody can do that. <laughs> yep. I mean, and then he what? He fights Luke for the first time, beats Luke. But I mean, Luke wasn't even that good of a Jedi in Empire Strikes Back. Right. Well, Luke was still a developing right. Jedi at that you point. You might as well time. say he was a Padawan. Learn. Padawan, right. right. Darth Vader was at that point fully developed. Yes. Exactly. Uh, not only with Jedi, but with the dark side. So yeah. he was fully developed. Right. So beating Luke is not, it's not uh, a special. huge feat. Exactly. Right. And then when he overpowers. The Darth Sith on Return of the Jedi, he pretty much does it while the guy's back is turned. Because remember, he's electrocuting Luke with his little electricity, mm-hmm. and then Darth Vader pretty much like picks him up and tosses him into the thing. So I'm thinking to myself, out of all of this, out of everything we've seen, right? Here's the chosen one, supposed to be the strongest Jedi, and I'm like, I still have not seen anything that's made this guy so special, and it's ruined. My, I mean, I have Darth Vader on my screensaver, okay? <laughs> All right. and just thinking about this has like just ruined my perception of this. I mean, you guys thought I spent a lot of time on this. I'm sorry. Darth Vader, <laughs> well, it, it, underneath of it all is a feeble, crusty old white dude. Um, <laughs> but how about you, Jam and Jason? Is Darth Vader overhyped? Possibly. Yeah. I think, I think the problem is a lot of the stuff that they imply that happens, you don't see on the screen. Like, he hunted down the last of the Jedi and killed a bunch of the Jedi that right. were remaining. So, so much that has happened, you haven't seen on the screen. I mean, one of my favorite Darth Vader moments was in the recent World War, where he finally, like, let loose and just oh, man. That <laughs> destroyed was, yeah. a bunch of people. That, that, was, was, that, was, that cool. was an epic scene. Yeah, like, yeah. When it's like, it's like he gets on that ship and it's like that darkness and you just see his lightsaber light <laughs> yeah. up. Like, oh! Yeah. Yeah, I fanboyed out pretty hard for that. You know so. what's interesting about that? If you watch episode, uh, or sorry, Rogue One, and then you watch uh, episode four, The New Hope, yep. it leads like exactly right into it. it the, as much detail as they did in uh, the end of Rogue One to match it up to the, the beginning of episode four, it's pretty cool. It, it's very seamless. Yeah. Um, even you know as far down as the hallway, the costumes, things like that. But you see a distinct change in the feeling of it because it rogue one's like real you know real fast paced i would say you know real hardcore at the end especially with the darth vader moment and then 
it all trails off and then it kind of slows down but you know that movie was made back in 1978 or whatever it was absolutely you know there's a big change but the story stays the same which is good uh, Rogue One was a really good movie. Yeah, I, was, I enjoyed it. Rogue One was definitely good. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So and it was a different type of Star Wars movie. It was. Yeah. It wasn't one just based on Jedi for right. the most part, you know. Um, and looking at Jedi to like bring the hope. It was like just these band of misfits. And you realize <laughs> that that story sort of was it just in and of itself because it does lead into Episode Four, but the main characters died, you know, at yeah. the end. Right. Like, yeah. They're it's done. A, it's a very self-contained movie, right? Very yeah. self-contained. Yeah. Which I believe the same way. Now, does anybody know what the, the Han Solo movie is supposed to be about? Is it the beginnings of Han Solo, like his, you know, not as Harrison Ford, the older man, but as the younger? Yeah, it's supposed Solo? to be the younger Solo before he encounters Leia and the Skywalkers and all of that. Back when he was smuggling Han Solo, it's going to be a young Lando. Okay. Um, and I don't know about Chewbacca. I don't know what the word is on that, but it's going to be a young Solo. Now, how did Chewbacca and Han Solo ever get together in the first place? And this might have been in the books, Tim and Jay. In the books, it, uh, Chewbacca, I believe, was slaved by the Empire. Okay. Han Solo okay. rescued him. Yeah. Him well, you know, um, they Disney says that the books are no longer canon yeah. to anything now. Yeah. That's a like, damn shame because there's so many and Gordon's booksellers. Come on, right. man! Every Star Wars book and those were things uh, were so much fun to read. Yep, and yep. it's all different parts of the story, all different characters, all kinds of stuff. Yep, and it all feeds into the lore of the main story. Yep, and I wonder if that's why some people had trouble with Luke as well because they had this vision based off of these twenty thirty the, books that they had read. Right, know, in the years. And I think that that plays a role into it, without a doubt. Yeah, because I heard in the books, um, Luke had children and stuff. Yeah, children. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. See, I never read any of the Star Wars books, but yeah, I, I can only go off of the the uh, <clears throat> the movies. Yeah. Which is probably why I feel the way I do about Darth Vader, because I guess in the books they make him look like a more yeah. like a better, you know. Uh, Fighter, like warrior, better whatever. villain, better uh, villain, better, yeah. uh, you know, more powerful, more powerful, precisely. It's all about perception, but even even still, most of these people, all of us included, are going to watch these movies Absolutely. probably several times, and we're looking forward to Han Solo in 2018. Yep. And then, what is the episode nine? What is that supposed to be called? Um, I don't think they have a title for it yet. I'm sure they have a working title in mm-hmm. Hollywood that we just don't know, but I don't know because they're the title they're is. making or have made that movie already. Is that correct? They're, they're working on working it. Working on Yeah, it? they're probably in like pre-production still. Okay. I don't think they start shooting. How do they get rid of Leia? Because Leia was still prominent leading um, the Resistance or whatever it was in Episode Eight. And now that <coughs> Carrie Fisher is deceased, unfortunately, how do they work that in? My thing is they probably write her off at the um, beginning in the scroll. Say General Leia has died the resistance is or doing she this has uh, vanished to a outer reading of the outer rim or whatever she's gone right do they say she dies or do they say she's gone how about the story does princess leia die i mean any I, part of that story no no okay well. i mean i got i mean here's the i mean here's the thing i feel like you have to kill her character off and i know that it's not what they would want to do right. but the problem is when you say she's gone to some outer rim, right? She's she's the leader of the resistance, right. right? If you set it up and say she's gone to this outer rim, um, then at some point you're going to conclude this this story, right? Yeah. And it's probably going to be at this trilogy. They're mm-hmm. going to conclude it. You're going to want to see her by the end of this to like wrap this thing up to put a bow on it, and you can't make that happen, right? So I feel like you have to give us closure to her character, and the best way is just to say she's dead, okay? You know, um. Because 
that way we're not left with like this empty thing of like not of not having her. Now the here's the thing they could, because at this point they can't do the little CGI thing like they did with General Grand Tarth whatever his name is. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, there we go. They they can't do that because now that's kind of become a little controversial. Yeah. Um, so you know they can't do the Paul Walker thing like they did with Fast Seven. Yeah. So. I feel like you have to just in the scrolls just say you know just just tie it up in the away. scroll and yeah. then move on and move on yeah. right yeah. sadly though I think she was probably originally supposed to be the one that lived like to carry this whole thing on whatever the new you know the they yeah. the battle yeah. and start it seems the like she was over. the yeah. she was the one. head yeah yeah because yeah. you know the first one Han Solo passed away or got, got killed sure. And, yeah. This one, Luke Skywalker. So I have a feeling. They Spoiler did. alert! That's <laughs> why. Did is he dead though? Is he? Dead? Yeah. That's a question because this right, is now a, we're getting into real spoilers. All right, so. uh, well, it's not necessarily open to interpretation, but most people I would say saw the movie because this movie made like a billion dollars worldwide. So anybody's listening to Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, okay? I'm gonna put an alert to it, but yes. All right, to answer your question, what's up? We already spoiled it. So is this spoiled? Is, is, is he dead? Is he dead? Luke Skywalker is dead, but but he has learned how to go through the other side of the Force, like Obi Wan, like Yoda. his father, like yeah. Yoda. So now he can come back as the ghost spirit mm-hmm. and you know interact. And I'm pretty sure we'll see him doing that with Rey as Rey continues her journey, yeah, and seeks help to be like become the new Jedi. Sure, because Rey essentially knows nothing. You know, she yeah. took, she took the books. But she doesn't know much. I mean, Luke didn't spend much time training her, so she's going to need help. So here's something that's interesting that I was watching in episode four, five, and six. And we're going to talk about wrestling because this is what we do. But <laughs> Star Wars, I got the graphic. We're going to put it up with the podcast. Matt Tammy, Star Wars, and, you know, whatever. But, all right. So in episode four, when Luke is, is there with, with his aunt and uncle and whatever the case may be, and he ends up, you know, how is he the chosen one? He just kind of goes along with the, the, what happens when, you know, the ship ends up crashing and, you know, Luke is just, it, he's just kind of brought in by association. It's not about the Metachlorians. He learns the force by Obi-Wan. He runs into Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's old, living in the desert, whatever the case may be. And as he's teaching him, what is the connection with Luke? Or do we just find this out later on that Luke and Leia were conceived by, you know, Darth Vader and Darth Vader was the big major Skywalker? Is it just is a coincidence or how does this work? What do you mean coincidence that like, he's the that he's like the, supposed to be the best, you know, the big best and biggest Jedi over, you know? I mean, he he's not necessarily the chosen one, is he? Because yeah. well, Leia think- doesn't come to this. Yeah. huge prominence of power even though she is like the leader of the resistance or whatever the case yeah. may be but you know what I'm saying well I think that the thing is is that Luke at the time see things kind of changed up in this last movie that they did because mm-hmm. if we look at the older movies Leia wasn't force sensitive in a way that Luke was force sensitive right like Luke was force sensitive in a way that like a Jedi is force sensitive sure Leia was force sensitive in almost like the way that Han Solo or like a Poe Dameron is force mm-hmm. sensitive like more intellectual and tactics and you know just being able to like do stuff and get away with it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying um, but I think that that's that's pretty much it because at this time now Luke is the only Jedi so it's not the, it's not to say that he's the chosen one per se but I mean he is the only option as far as Jedi go sure because Anakin bringing balance to the force which the Jedi should never have been looking forward to this <laughs> yeah. was pretty much bringing an equal amount of dark side sure. and light and so pretty much at almost any given time you know to bring balance you you had Obi-Wan and you had Luke as the two Jedi 
and then you had you know Darth Vader and Sidious, mm-hmm. and by the end of it, you have um, Luke essentially and Darth Vader as they're like the only ones left, and then of course Darth Vader dies, sure. and then you know things are out of balance. But now by the end of this movie, we see things are back in balance with Kylo Ren and Rey for the time being. For the time being, exactly. <laughs> so Kylo Ren took a turn, man. Yeah. He turned heel and face a couple times in this movie, but man, he got sinister at the end. He was. I was always thought with Kylo Ren with his temper, like he has no, like Darth Vader, the Anakin character, he was hot-headed to begin with, but then when he became Darth Vader, he sort of calmed down and just grasped his own power, and then, like I said, choking people, and he's just like, really calm about it. Kylo Ren is not calm about anything. Yeah. That guy's a hothead. Yeah. The problem is, is that I kind of like the complexity of it because here you have Darth Vader who actually had the emotional trauma to send him on a path for where he is as Darth Vader, Mm -hmm. right? So that emotional trauma led him there and his, like, complete fear of death. Like, that's that's a whole philosophy of Darth Vader and what led him there. Too much fear of death, right? Mm -hmm. So... With Kylo, he doesn't have that kind of trauma. He got raised by a loving parent. Sure. His uncle took him in, was training him. You know, and it's like, now he's trying to create the trauma to get him there. But it just makes him emotionally unstable because he's struggling. Because it's like, I want to be dark, but I still have light. But it's because you, you don't really have a reason to be mm-hmm. angry about anything. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have that history. Like, exactly. That build up. That, yeah. yeah, that trauma mm-hmm. in his life to have created him to be Kylo Ren. So, man, what do you think, so Jamie Jason? Uh, I feel you. What do you think, Jamie Jason? Yeah, episode eight, episode nine. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I'm on board for the next one. I mean, definitely. But yeah, I, I agree. Kylo Ren, he just doesn't look. He doesn't have this imposing character like without the mask, like when he's just standing there in his chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just a kid living there. in his parents' basement. <laughs> like, that's all he is. <laughs> like, seriously, though, yeah. that's what he reminds me of. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I was, I was, I wanted him to keep the mask on, and then it's like after Snoke told him, like, "Hey, will you remove that ridiculous thing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I know he's yeah. gonna like take off the mask. <laughs> yeah. Keep the mask on. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing doing it for you, brother." Yeah. <laughs> The mask and the voice, I don't know if that's supposed to be mimicking Darth Vader because he had to have the mask because he was basically just pieces of... Of metal? Big pieces yeah. of metal, yeah, because he was very much not... A, he was an endoskeleton. Right. You know, there wasn't much to him. I mean, it, it, do we do we figure that out? Is he doing that just because he wants to be Vader or yeah. wants to... I don't know. How yeah, does that he, work? I think, he's, I think he's hoping that by emulating his father, I mean his grandfather, grandfather. that he will be... Vader, like that's that's what he wants, you mm-hmm. know. That was supposed to be the scene that we got from the Force Awakens when he's like looking at his grandfather's crush mask. Right. He's like, you know, give me the strength to, you mm-hmm. know, blah blah blah. It's like he wants to be known and seen as like Darth Vader's legacy, but it's like no one thinks of him that way. No, you nobody know? does. Yeah, nobody does. Not even Snoke. You know, Snoke mm-hmm. is, you know, which is why I told him like, you know, just take that stupid thing off. Cause it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> And at the end of seven, it was like Snoke said, "Bring him back to complete his training." And technically, that's what they were doing in in, in Snoke's chamber, or whatever the case may be. But it turned out to be it wasn't necessarily his training that they were trying to do. It was it was all set up. The whole thing was a setup. Everybody turned heel and face at the same time. Yeah, my yep. God, what a it was a fun movie. I, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I think I would get something out of it the second time too. You know, something that might have missed the first time. There's a lot of information happening. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So y'all enjoyed it, though. Yep. Star Wars. Yeah. One, one, one more quick Go Star ahead. Wars. Episode 2 tangent. You're going back watching episode 2. Or yeah, watch them, yeah. So I, about two years ago, I reread the novelization for that. And I had this weird theory. I think Anakin used the Force to make Padme fall for him. Really? 
Okay. Um, because the whole thing was just weird. The whole relationship was just weird. I'm not going to lie. Fir- yeah, at first yeah. she did not like him. And then yeah. reading some of the internal dialogue that was in the novelization, she's totally creeped out by this younger kid. Yeah. And then a few scenes later, all of a sudden, they're... All of a sudden, they're together. And I have to agree because... And I was watching with my wife. She was saying the same thing. It was like, early on, you know, she's telling him, like, oh, don't look at me that way. You right. know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, like you said, like, two scenes later, they're kissing. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what my theory. Happened? That's my theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think he could have started all that out even when he was a kid, um, back on Naboo or whatever it was, because he was giving her the eye and he was flirting with her as he was nine years old and she was thirteen years old. So she he was setting that up. Yeah. Maybe he didn't understand if he had that power or he knew his own power, but he had the power. Here's here's the way. Laying the groundwork until the time when, bam, busted her. This is the way I rationalize it. I I wasn't thinking use of force. I was just thinking to myself, I was like, all right, they sent Anakin to protect Padme in that movie. Right. So I was like, there's a lot, like, you got to think in in terms of time, a lot of time was passing that we're not seeing. Yeah, 10 years at least. Right. So the time he was spending with her I feel like that's where we're supposed to get that like being with her day by day just them two all the time is where she started actually liking him mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but we just don't get to see that so it looks like for us it's like this scene you hated him now all of a sudden you love him like but it's like we're supposed to encompass that with like you know months are passing that he's having to be her bodyguard and mm-hmm. so that's the way I rationalize it man Uh, And I've been watching, too. I've been watching all the other movies, and I'm actually all caught up now. Um, And it's just fun to kind of tie it all together. And you can go back in a year and do it again. Because we'll we'll go back when the Solo movie comes out, and we'll all see it, and we'll talk about that on the podcast. Yes, for sure. So, uh, man, you know, how long were you talking about Star Wars? 30 minutes? Yeah, it's it's been a minute. But, I mean, (laughs) it's Star Wars. It is. But, you know, we're going to throw that up on the graphic. But let's talk a little wrestling. Um, We're going to change changes because we're in our third segment. We had a great uh, Matt Temby interview, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some pro wrestling. So let's just throw some things out there. I want to throw this out there. TJ Sykes was on our last, uh, you know, podcast, and he is now the Red Prince. The Red Prince. Um, And now he is with... Who is now known as Deacon Storm. Deacon Storm. There is no longer Desert Storm. Okay. Only Deacon Storm. If you check out Spark 4 Productions is on Facebook. Is he carrying a money box? Um, <laughs> there's no money box, but there's some weaponry. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're pretty evil. Um, you want to check them out. Uh, Spark 4 Productions or check out Brian S. Gamble, you know, behind the Deacon, you know, behind the storm. Uh, You know, check it out on Facebook because there's some good stuff going on, whether it be in BCW Pro Wrestling or possibly MCW Pro Wrestling. We never know. Um, And we got the EWA All Steel Cage Show coming up and just, and it's going to be a real different feel on that one coming up real soon because the the personnel has changed, everything has changed. But uh, got some good stuff coming on the next show. If you want to watch it on January 13th at Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland, you got uh, probably for the final time ever, you got Wes Mercer versus Apollo Crews in the Steel Cage. So that's going to be a good one. Uh, Jesse O'Ryan, remember him? He's defending his Cruiserweight Championship. We got John Berg defending the Heavyweight Championship against the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Uh, Lots of good stuff uh, happening there. So if you can get to Parkville, check out the Cage Show. I think I'm going. Jam Gates, you going? Yeah, yeah. We're going. We're going. And Big Ugly, if you're free that night, you come right, on down. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to check it out. But EWA, BCW, ACW is coming back. Uh, um, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. James Ellsworth has taken over the reins again, so he's coming back. It's called Ellsworth's Homecoming. Um, he's also got Austin Aries on the show, which is going to be good. good. Uh, Gilberg, you know, local favorite here. Yeah. Dwayne. Uh, and Jerry the King Lawler. So the King, huh? yeah, the King. I got had the pleasure of uh, refereeing him one time. Pretty good. So all kinds of local stuff happening. Check them all out. 
And uh, check them all out online, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. it. Oh, it. Well, all right, so throw out some words. Who's been thinking about pro wrestling? End of 17, end of 18. Man. Big Ugly, you got a tangent, I know it. Raw. Raw? I just want to say Raw. I'm seeing the best of Raw that I've seen in the past five years. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. I'm, I'm Example. Like, I, it's entertaining. This past week's Raw. Let me tell you something. All right, this probably happened on accident, but I'm I'm liking the way the things are going with this whole Jason Jordan angle, mm-hmm. surprisingly. And it's probably because Dean Ambrose got injured, right? But, <laughs> man, the way they capitalized with putting him at Rollins, the way that he's kind of coming out as, like, this overconfident, cocky person. The crowd is calling him daddy's boy, but he's mm-hmm. trying to, like, prove himself. And, and it's almost getting to the point where, like, the whole – Angle being his father thing is working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's like getting to this weird space where like it's clicking. You know, like everything is kind of like coming together. And and Jason Jordan, like hats off to him because he's playing the role well. I like I like what he's doing. I feel like he he's doing it right. You know, just like I watched the backstage segment when you know Rollins and, and Reigns are talking, mm-hmm. and you know, and then he comes up and you know we've got I've got your back. You know, and he's like pretty much volunteering Rollins to be out there with Reigns and stuff, and it's like. Who is this guy? Like, who is this kid? You know? And it's like, you got two vets, and here's this young guy. That, I, I'm just like, you guys. And, and they're looking at him like, you know, we are the big dogs, and you're right. just, what are you doing here? And they're looking at him like that. But when Jason Jordan gets in the ring, man, he's tight. His matches are always yeah. fantastic, and the crowd is always hyping for His him. drop kicks. Whew. Oh, boy. One of the best drop kicks in the business. There's been a, a couple of them. Hardcore yep. Holly had one of those, yep. and Brian Pillman. But he's... Man, tight. But uh, and they're popping for him and cheering for him in the ring. But when the match is over, they're booing him again. Yeah. Which is great because that little thing where Rollins tried to raise his hand and Jason Jordan was like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna raise my own hand. I'm all right, and I'm gonna yeah. walk up the ramp." And then J- and Rollins is looking at him like, "What are you doing? All right, yeah. fine, good job, good yeah. job." Like, what do you think about all this, Jam and Jay? Oh, I think it's great. I th- finally, it clicked. It took what six months. It took a it while, fun. man. We I were talking about that too. Like, where's it going? Yeah, exactly. And I was concerned. Like, I'll be the first one to say I didn't have a lot of hope for it. You yeah. know, I'll be the first one to say it. But I, and like I said, it might be a little bit of luck, unfortunately, for Dean Ambrose. But I feel like getting Jordan involved with some top guys like Rollins, and of course, that kind of leads to Reigns a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I think it's going to work out, man. I, I like the way it's going. Another guy, Braun Strowman. You know, Bro. I mean, Braun is over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, He's over like Rogue. Right, yeah, man. What. And it's like, listen, you had two people that's already over. People love Rhino and Heath Slater. <laughs> and they still just wanted Braun to destroy them. You know, he gets on a microphone and, you know, you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> and I was like, that oh, was so I'll funny. Pop that. Yeah. <laughs> man. And then he destroyed him and then he destroyed him again and then yeah. again after the bell. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're right there, fan favorites. But, uh, Man, Braun, and then he's got the big match coming up uh, uh, with the uh, it's a triple threat actually, yep. Royal Rumble, Braun and Brock and Kane, and Kane seems like he's a, a little bit the outskirt here because he's the veteran, he's been in there a while, but I don't know if this is just to protect Brock and Braun or just to get a veteran in there or just the fact that he is a monster. It, it could be very interesting. Right, it's going to be on our Royal Rumble episode coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean it's true. Um, I'm interested to see what happens. With that match, um, I did want to say this about Raw. So Alexa Bliss went against Oscar, right? Right. And I'm, I'm listen. I'm trying to be patient. I'm, I'm trying to learn to like be patient and let these stories unfold before uh-huh. I just like criticize so quickly. But I'm like, you have your champion lose in a non-title match um, to Oscar. I mean, at this point, it's like, should we even be hyped to see an Oscar and Alexa Bliss? Because it's like, well, who? At this point, it's like. 
I don't have any confidence that anybody can beat Asuka. So it just seems like you're just waiting to just like put the title on her. Yeah. Or do you think think she's going to get eliminated in a Royal Rumble? What do you think? Well, I think they overuse the non-title matches. Okay. Big time, big time. You know, it seems like they have the non-title match, the champion loses, and then that kicks off the feud. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think they're overusing that a little too much. And especially in this case where Asuka's supposed to be built up to be this super great, unbeatable, you know, Mm -hmm. lady. I just think they overuse that. I just think that's wrong. It's, it's, yeah, you're right. It kind of... It makes it too predictable. Like right. You expect Oscar to win the next match. Right. Like it could be, and I'm thinking that I don't mind once in a while the non-titles that help set up the feuds, mm-hmm. but yeah, overuse, you know, overkill, especially with this one. Um, Oscar is the favorite to win the Royal Rumble, but I doubt she'll win because the favorite never wins. Um, they got to do something a little bit underhanded, and that women's Royal Rumble is going to have so many surprises in it. Um, but it's going to be fun. I, I'm, I would still like to see a championship match between Alexa and Asuka at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I think it'll have a little bit of a different dynamic. But that match was pretty good on Raw, I would say. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. But um, i say the match on Raw, that it, uh, man, Roman and Samoa Joe. Oh, oh my. That's a Raw classic God. right there. That, I mean, that's one that's going to be on, you know, compilation videos down the road. Without a doubt. I mean, I love the, you know, Reigns was on the ground, Samoa's hitting him, you know, and then he spits and he's like, hit me, you know. It's like, <laughs> that was great stuff, man. Some reality the, the in pushing, that The pushing the ref, you know, he's about to get disqualified, you know. Then he also pushes the ref again, but they didn't, like, capitalize on it when, when Samoa was, like, running and he pushes the ref out the way. That was a good part of the story, yeah. saying if there's a disqualification, there's the title will change hands. Yeah. That's good. And when they add those little things in there, that makes a good story. Right, yeah. Um, and But that match was three segments long, and I wanted it to go on further. That match was That match was good. Fantastic. Yeah, very, very um, good. Roman is this guy that he is so over as a heel that it's actually making people cheer for him now. Like, they never turned him heel, but he's so over as a heel, you love to hate him and boo him when he comes out. But again, yeah. his work in the ring is so good yeah. that you're you're doing nothing but cheering him. And Samoa Joe is, they're giving him enough to be a, uh, a little bit of a bad guy. So, like, when he's having these interviews with uh, Renee Young, and he's saying, yeah, your, your wife's at home, you know, your husband's at home, now he's a house husband. Yeah. Like, he's doing these little things to dig. I didn't then, know they were married, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They've been together for several years, and they got yeah. married uh, last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, but, but, go ahead. but, like, the things that they're making Samoa Joe do to be a heel, and then these little things that he's doing in the ring as a heel, that, that now you actually have a full established heel. Faces, faces and heels, heels and faces, there is no line anymore. It's just about who the crowd likes and who the crowd doesn't like. Right. Like yep. Rusev, heel, big time heel. Simon Gotch, uh, I believe it. Uh, no, Aiden English, I'm sorry. Yeah. Big time heels, but they're over like nobody's business because of this Rusev Day thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, there's no line anymore. Yeah. Um, so, I, it, it, I love You know, it. even uh, even Elias. Yeah. I want to walk with Elias. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's a, a heel. He plays heel, the right. guitar and it's. Yeah. Puts down every town that he's in, but he's so over. But he's over. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, this yeah. business, I, you just never know. And just the feel of the crowds, like on Raw, and then when you're watching live events, the crowds are hot yeah, man. these days. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I mean, and especially when they were in Chicago, they had the CM Punk chants, and people just played into them when they were in Orlando. They had everybody just getting chance to chance. Sold-out buildings and... Lots of lots of noise, right? Like the old days it's, in the attitude area. Exactly, yeah. exactly, man. That's what I'm saying. It's best stuff, man. 
past couple of years, this is good stuff now. Let's look at the other side of that. <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> hey, now, um, there's a few good things about SmackDown, but let's, let's go into what is challenging for you guys, first of all. Let's talk about SmackDown. What, 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 what don't you like? I, I just uh, none of the none of the storylines to me are exciting. Not, you know, I'm not I'm not seeing it. only thing I'm only thing I can think about like the most exciting thing, which shouldn't even be a focus, is whether Daniel Bryan is going to turn heel or not. Right. You yeah. know, that's yeah. that's like the only thing I'm I'm like looking at. Other than that, I'm like you know I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing Shane. I, I feel like they put too much focus on him. Yeah. Um and. The Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing is cool, but you know I, I, I've never been a huge Kevin Owens guy. Mm-hmm. He's never completely like turned me. His stuff with Jericho was great, but I mean, well, I don't know. What do you think, Jam and Jay? Smackdown. Uh, yeah, my thing is they're not progressing any of the stories. We're just stuck. We're just stuck in the <laughs> That's same. That's a great way to put it. You yes. know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Owens versus Shane. Feud has been going on since Raw a couple years ago with Jericho. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, right. that's been going on for two, two and a right. half years now. Yeah. And just tweak it a bit. Just have Shane feuding more with Sammy or something. Just little tweaks here and there. A little Shift the focus away from Kevin Owens. Push Sammy. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a fan of this handicap match that they're going to have at the Royal Shift Rumble. Shift the focus away yeah. from Shane. Yeah. yeah Shane I, should be a special attraction. Yeah. yeah. It's not Too that much. I don't like Shane. It's just that He's not an active wrestler, yeah. you know. And even when he is active, Shane puts on good matches, like him and AJ Styles. But, I mean, he's not the greatest wrestler. No. You know, it's pretty much a bunch of spots with him, you know. Plus, but, he's a dude in his 50s, and he's one of the owners of the company. Give it, give the spotlight to all these young kids coming up from yeah. NXT, all these people that want to, the land of opportunity. Give them a chance to get in these storylines. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, yeah, like Jamie J just said, this uh, this handicap match, I don't know if you know about this, uh, Big Ugly, but at the Royal Rumble, it's supposed to be AJ defending his title against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and it's a two-on-one handicap match. It's not a triple threat. It's a handicap match. So that means that whoever – now, this is going to start the feud between uh, Owens and Zayn yeah. because – one of them is going to want to win the title more than the other one. Now, we've seen an Owens-Zayn feud twice before. Once in NXT, once in WWE. This time, it's going to be more of... They're going to try to turn Kevin Owens' face, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, because Sami Zayn's going to be more of that heel. And they're going to have... These two have classic matches no matter when they get in the ring. So I think that's going to lead into that. Plus, it's going to lead into... This is just rumor and innuendo, apparently. Daniel Bryan has been cleared to wrestle. By WWE. By WWE. Oh. So now, if, now SmackDown might get a little more interesting. Now, yeah. if they do this and like he's a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, or they go into Daniel versus Shane, which just seems like the logical progression where this whole thing would go, WrestleMania match, I would be and I would be down with that. Now, of course, they're not going to overuse Daniel, and he's going to be wrestling a little different than he was in the past if they clear him. If that's the thing. But the WWE, uh, this rumor innuendo, is tentative to clear Daniel Bryan because they don't want him getting hurt on their watch because then they're responsible for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if Daniel, say if Daniel leaves WWE, but, which he shouldn't, he'll go to Ring of Honor, New Japan, all that. He's going to. If WWE doesn't clear him to lead, to wrestle, as soon as his contract's up, he's going to go somewhere else that's going to let him wrestle because wrestling means more to him than just staying with WWE. Right. And it's not hard to see that you've got plenty of guys out here in the indies making a good living, you know, and Daniel Bryan's not a person that's just going to, like, sit around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just to, just to be with WWE. Right. He's going to go do what he wants to do, which is wrestle again. Yeah. 
I so, agree with that. Okay. But I would like to see him. I would like because it's good for him and his family, you know. Because Brie and Nikki are still part of the the WWE, and some I think both of them are actually going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble at this point. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, could they need thirty people? Yeah. So they got to pull from somewhere. So is Shane going to be in the Royal Rumble? As of right now, he's not a declared participant. Okay. But I don't, I don't see them above being him as a surprise participant. Right. Because like you know, if they put Daniel Bryan in there, and then Bryan eliminates Shane. Mm-hmm. Starts a few, so I could see that feud. Now we're going to get into this in the Royal Rumble episode in a couple weeks, so look out for that. But uh, and and Chad's going to get into this too. But Royal Rumble is in Philadelphia. The last time the Royal Rumble was in Philadelphia, two, three very important things happened. The first thing is the New Day was in the pre-show match before the New Day was the New Day, <laughs> and the new and they were so over in that pre-show match, like. They were heels, again, at the yeah. time, but they were so over. And that was part of what got the New Day their big push to move forward. The second thing that happened was one of the greatest championship matches of all time. It was Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship, or the WWE Championship, I should say, against Seth Rollins and John Cena. Mm. Then freaking tastic yeah. um, And Seth Rollins still had the Money in the Bank briefcase at this point in time. So yeah. this was a couple months before he cashed in. Oh. But this match was... Fantastic. The third thing that happened is Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble, uh, and that and there was a riot in Philadelphia that night um, because you know wrestling's real, uh, you know, and it was just. Po- First of all, Daniel Bryan was in that Royal Rumble. He was came in at like number ten. He was eliminated in less than ten minutes. Uh, everybody thought this was Bryan's Rumble to win because he was on the upswing. Uh, that didn't happen. So. That's really significant for this Royal Rumble. Like, Daniel Bryan can play a huge role because they need to... WWE needs to send Philly off happy this time. Because it was just a couple years ago where Philly was pissed. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> so, I think in this case, you should not put Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble. How come? Because Daniel Bryan, even if he's going to wrestle, he's probably not going to be an active wrestler. So, you don't need to put him in this title contention spot you know if he's gonna have a match with like a Shane or something like that you know it's like a one-off that's fine but as soon as you put him into the Royal Rumble everybody's gonna be clamoring for Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble and to start you know going after the title what if this is just a what if what if you hear his music you get the huge pop he comes out in the tights he starts doing the yes thing and then Shane McMahon stops him not now tax him, but stops him and say, hey, man, you can't get in the ring. You're not. You're the general manager. You can't do this. And then Daniel tries to go, but Shane stops him, and then eventually Shane drags him off, and that's boo. And then it starts that feud. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan never actually gets into work. The first time he actually gets into work would be possibly against Shane at WrestleMania. And that's that. I, then you I leave like the it. door open for somebody. He's not in a title right. picture. Feel me? Yeah, I like it. But it seems like they've been trying to do the swerve where it seems like they've been trying to make Daniel Bryan a heel. As soon as you do that, Shane McMahon's a heel. That's exactly right. Okay. So that's what the swerve is. You're trying to think it's going to be Daniel Bryan, but the swerve is actually it's going to be Shane. I like it. Feel I me? Like it. Yeah. Right, because you can't really make Daniel Bryan here. No. It's not going to work. You cannot make Daniel yeah. Bryan here. It's like if he turns heel by supporting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it's just going to make everybody love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just because they love Daniel Bryan. You right. know, it's like yeah. it doesn't matter. And I think yeah. this works on to the Kevin Owens face thing that I was talking about earlier because mm-hmm. with this whole handicap match. Because the, the road to WrestleMania has a lot of twists and turns. And so we're going to see history made at this Royal Rumble. I can't wait for the Royal Rumble episode. We're going to get into that at the Royal Rumble episode. But, hey, man, Raw, 
Good show. SmackDown, bring it up a little bit. Yep. Uh, NXT, doing okay, but I'm, I'm really not following it, to be perfectly honest with you, because there's yeah. not a lot of huge things happening yeah, man. with we've, NXT right now. We've mentioned this, you know, before, um, how I think we've both fallen off of NXT. It's just not the same NXT that it it used to be. I, and I, listen, I don't I don't necessarily know if it's the storylines. I don't know if it's the current roster. Mm. You know, they just don't have what seems to be the star power that they used to have. I think that NXT would benefit from taking some of the main roster guys like they used to and having them come down, do little feuds like they did with Natalia, brought her down. She feuded with Charlotte. I think Cesaro had came down for mm-hmm. some spots. I think they might benefit from that, um, given, you know, some guys with some good experience coming out here and have some good feuds with, with these guys. That's a good idea. Uh, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks to see what happens with the WWE. Um, Anybody else got some notes on Raw SmackDown before yeah. I jump into something else? You, Go ahead. SmackDown's been struggling, so a couple things. First of all, I think somebody from SmackDown needs to win the Rumble. Okay. That's just I think I think the Raw Roman Reigns whole thing's too predictable, and plus I believe Raw has Elimination Chamber, so that would be a good chance for ah. that would be a good chance to get their number one contender. True. true right. So I think I think SmackDown needs the Royal Rumble rub basically. I think it needs something elevated. Yeah. The other thing is, do you think SmackDown really needs to go to three hours? Because we're not, they have such great talent, but we're not seeing great matches on SmackDown. Because they don't have the don't ability have to put that three-segment match on like Raw does. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So is it time for SmackDown to go three hours at some point? They could. I, They're on USA, right? They or is could. it too much? I, I still feel like it's too. I still feel like it's too much unless unless they moved the uh, cruiserweights over. 205 Live? Yeah, 205. we got to keep 205 alive, Jamie. That's right. Keep it alive. Yeah. Keep it alive. I, I just feel like I understand. Like, But here's the thing about SmackDown. They're not having the great matches, but that's not all. So it's like no, 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 yeah. the storylines are missing. The basic entertainment is missing. So it's like let's move on to three hours, and it's like, yeah, you'll have longer matches, and they might some of them might be better. But without those good quality stories – you still just have a show that you're like, mm, okay. That you'll fast forward through. Right, exactly. DVR. Now, let me put this out there. Clash of the Champions, which we talked about uh, a little earlier. Um, that was a SmackDown-based pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. There was, and I'm going to go into my Google machine because I want to I'm going to look up the results real quick. That, especially the first part of the show, SmackDown matches, awesome SmackDown matches. Yeah. Um, the storylines, like you said, Big Ugly, they're a little... Um, you know, a little on the low side. A little lacking. little lacking. But the the matches, oh, my God. Like, they were fantastic. Uh, and I'm going to go into uh, the Wikipedia page here because there was a couple of them that were especially just right out of the gate, um, especially with the Usos. That's the one I really want to talk about. What do you guys think about, uh, while you're looking that up, Finn Balor joining the club? Is this is this a good pairing? Like, keep them all together for now? Like, or, you know, I know they did this that six-man tag. Should they just keep them together? For now? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, because they're not doing anything with Finn. You know, Finn's he's kind of floundering. biggest thing is when he comes back as the demon once in a while. And even that kind of falls by the wayside yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So that. him and uh, Gallows and Anderson, who have also been doing nothing recently, great stuff for right. him. Yeah. And they're another faction. You know, I, I like the factions. Like, the, there's Wyatt families no more, so make another faction. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Finn would do better on SmackDown. I feel like he, 
you know, we talked about this before. Brawl has so many stars. Right. He's the one that I think has a lot of potential to be a big star, but he's going to constantly be overshadowed by your Reigns, Bronze, exactly. Lesnar's, Roman, you know, uh, Rollins. There's no, I mean, it's hard for him to, you know, fight up to get back his spot, you right. know. Um, he may have had a chance before he got injured with the Universal title, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just bad timing. Right. Horrible timing. Horrible timing. You got to. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, so Mojo Raleigh defeated Zack Ryder in the kickoff match. Now, even that. You know who? Who cares? Yeah. I'm sorry. I like both guys, but you know, and it's it's sad because Mojo won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle mm-hmm. Royal, and nothing really happened. Yeah, Mojo. Yeah, he just hasn't really found his footing. But you know, I, I'm not surprised because if you guys remember when he was in NXT, he was already on decline. Like people weren't interested mm-hmm. in his whole like, I you know, I stay hype thing. Like people already were like starting to boo him. Right, not by know. himself, but when Zack Ryder came back down to NXT and he was working as a hype bros, that was actually doing okay as a yeah. tag team down there. Yes. It wasn't doing great up on uh, yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. They need to give they need to let Zack Ryder get an identity back. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I don't know why he lost it, but he needs to like the WWE I think just kind of capitalized on whatever they were trying to do for him and said, yeah. "Hey man, you got to calm down the the personal stuff because they had the the handcuffs on." Right, yeah. And it's unfortunate cuz he was getting over. Yeah. yeah. So Dolph Ziggler uh, defeated Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode in a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Great match Absolutely. by all three. Uh, and, and unfortunately, what happened with Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, that's what a I was going to say. question of the day. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this, a, is this a work? Like, this whole, like, he forfeits. I, I mean, I thought it was great the way he just, like, laid the title down, you know, and, like, kind of, you know, sulked off. I was like, man, it's good stuff. But then it's like he hasn't come back. Right. So I'm like, I, I feel like it's a work because I haven't read reports that Dolph left the company or anything yeah so i feel like this is all a part of a storyline but I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes i feel like it could be good stuff i like Dolph because he was getting a little steam just yeah. trying to say no entrance music no yeah. whatever but then mimicking entrance music and yeah. then doing this because this match was fantastic and then ziggler actually got popped when he won yeah came out to the celebration got popped for that and then he started saying you know what i'm bigger than this i'm bigger than i'm and i'm leaving it but the camera was left on him and left on the title they haven't talked about him since, so maybe he'll be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Maybe, maybe. they have a storyline coming for him. Yeah. I don't see him going anywhere. Maybe he's doing another movie. He was he's doing a couple movies and yeah, I mean, he might, he, yeah, he, might like be, he might be. He's just had such an interesting character, you know, through the years. Because every time he starts to break out or something good's going for him, they pull him back. They and sure I just do. always feel like this they is sure another do. example. Yeah. Like he's trying to reach the brass ring, but there's like, yeah. no, you like, can't. Right. You ain't I mean, doing it. I mean, it's definitely an interesting storyline. But with him, it's like, get yeah. the man a six-month run with this title or right, something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking about like when he made those comments off script about WWE holding people back, and then the people got behind him. You know, they slowly pushed him. He was the last person at Survivor Series match. You yeah. know, one that, and then after that, it was like, mm, you yeah. know, put the brakes on him. So, and remember, with all these WWE off-script, offline things, a lot of these things, they have social media people that work with them all day. Like, hey man, throw out a tweet that's gonna throw up some flat. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to keep a secret anymore, and this yeah. kayfabe is dead. You know, in this business, so they gotta use social media against the general public to think what's going to happen. So that's why we're talking about it right now. What's happening? Um, Let me tell you something that I'm very happy with. The tag team division on SmackDown um, and just the tag teams in general on both shows, but especially SmackDown. The Usos against The New Day against... Benjamin Benjamin and, and Gable, uh, Gable and Rusev and Aiden English. Yeah. So in this match, the Usos were so over. The New Day was kind of falling in the middle. Um, Gable and Shel- uh, Benjamin were heels 
even though they were faces, but they were getting booed. Yep. And Rusev and Aiden English are so over with this Rusev Day thing. It's unbelievable. Um, that match was great. Yep. All four teams. And the Usos won. Usos right. are the best freaking tag team in the last 10 years. Right. And who would have thought, man, like this change of gimmick for them, you know, it I really worked out. I wasn't sure yeah. about the heel turn at first. Yeah. And that heel turn worked out. Yeah. yeah. And they're still selling merch. Right. You know, the day one the day ish. One -ish. Yep. Yeah. And still got the crowd behind them chanting Uso. Yeah. Uso Penitentiary. Oh, yeah. man. I tell you, the Usos are the favorite thing I like on SmackDown. That's something I will not fast forward yeah. through. Anything and with and the, the Usos. Their on. feud with the New Day was just epic. Yeah. Over the past, yeah, yeah. past year. Yep. So, loved it. Um, Charlotte defeated Natalia. Lumberjack match for the women's championship. Nothing big except you. They keep thinking they're going to tease for a Carmella cash in, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, she still got the briefcase, but does she really? Like people are kind of forgetting about it right now. All the women love them, and I think they're going to be able to um, show their stuff in the Royal Rumble. Oh. And we'll talk about that on the Royal Rumble episode. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers against Breezango. Um, you know, what's left of the Wyatt family, Harper yeah. and Rowan, kind of this, uh, I don't know. I'm not buying it yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely sold. Uh, I think it's a little too gimmicky, or as Bruce was, Bruce Pritchard would say, Gaga. A little too much <laughs> yeah, Gaga. Gaga. So, yeah, I think it's a little too much. Um, I, I think if they'd have came back as a tag team, that was just closer to their swamp, you know, cult family, mm -hmm. you know, but just them two, I feel like it just would have worked out. But the Bludgeon Brothers, mm -hmm. and they're wearing these crazy diabolical you know costumes and i yeah i'm just i'm like i said i'm not sold on it and like they're a squash team right now but who do they actually go up against do they go up against any of those four teams in the fatal four-way match and actually have a decent match how does this work right and even if, and can they carry a decent story you know with it right too I don't know. I think it's just kind of that niche of the Wyatt family not being able to break off and do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, they just need to be together. They do. Yeah. And they, they keep trying, right? Was they they keep trying. a year ago? Didn't they have a pay-per-view pay match? Yeah. Luke, each other like Luke, a year Luke, ago Harper, Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt were feuding. Eric mm -hmm. Rowan, I think, had gotten injured. He again. wasn't. Yeah, he was yeah. off for a long time. But Luke and Bray were... We're feuding. And they had um, some good matches, but mm -hmm. there really was no substance behind right, it. And then it just died off. Yeah, man. Um, because those two aren't; those two can perform in the ring. Rowan and Harper—they're good big guys in the ring, definitely. But they need Bray Wyatt to be that front man because he brings that character, you know. And mm -hmm. he needs them to bring that that heat on him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so they they need each other, man. But WWE—they're convinced that they can make stars out of them like separately, and they can't. Let me hit this tangent since we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Let's talk about Woken Matt Hardy. He needs to go to SmackDown. Thank you for bringing it up. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> right. because There's your big star on SmackDown that's him. that can win the Royal Rumble. That yeah. can win the Royal Rumble. Thank you. Like, if they move him to SmackDown, you'll give him more time to shine because, listen, it, like we, like I said earlier, like we always talk about, when you have all of these major stars on Raw, they're going to get the attention when it comes to the writing, right? Mm -hmm. Matt Hardy has the potential to be a top guy. He was yep. the top guy in TNA. Yep. He needs to get that treatment. He needs to get that attention. You've got to send him to SmackDown where he can start getting multiple segments, not just this one spot on Raw every day, which is on a video Raw every segment, week, basically. which is a video segment of him doing something crazy and talking ah. about Bray Wyatt, and then that's it. Because, listen, while he's coming in with a lot of steam from TNA and people knowing him, there's still a lot of people that watch WWE that don't know anything about Broken Matt Hardy. Right. So you've got to give him more time to build that character and for them to see why everybody 
Love was going nuts about it. Yeah. yeah. And the reason that they were going nuts about it is they were letting the Hardys be creative on their own. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, lot, full creative control. WWE seems like they have a few handcuffs on it right now, but if they let him go with it and let him go to SmackDown, he could be yeah. a major player. Yeah. Huge superstar. Um, so thank you for bringing that uh, to our attention. Let's talk about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. At that point in time, four guys where there was nothing to do with them. Yep. So this is how they're playing it off. Um, and both Shane and Daniel were special guest referees in the match. That and the two of them with their conflict overshadowed anything that that match was doing. I have no idea what happened in that match, honestly. I just have an idea that the referees were against each other. One referee was counting for one team. The other one was counting for the other team. It was weird. Yeah. It seemed like it set more up against Daniel and Shane, which is where I said earlier, which could lead into the yeah. possible feud. That's, that's where they're pushing the story. Which right, with could, them too. Yeah. yeah. Which hopefully Daniel Bryan is cleared with the room and union window and they can have them fight. Um, Shinsuke. Damn it. I'm sorry. Just like big, huge international superstar, huge on NXT, came up and so far what we thought would happen is happening. He's... We Dying called off. it, man. Yeah, we yeah. called it. It's such a we shame. We called it here first. We sure did. Dirty, ugly on the Dirty podcast. Ugly Wrestling. Yeah, man. We we called it. I, I personally, I don't even care anymore about him. And, and I don't mean it in, in like a bad way because I still think, you know, he's good and all. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he's he's nothing special. Like, I feel like he used to be special. And like, at this point, it's like, okay, Shinsuke, you know. Like, like in this in this match... He should have been the one that like everybody had eyes on, like, oh Shinsuke, you know, Shinsuke's in a match, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, no, he's just he was just like another guy in a match, you know. It's like the tension isn't even really on him. If anything, it'd be more on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know. Mm-hmm. They were more the attraction than Shinsuke and Nakamura. Yeah. Because at this point, and o- Randy Orton, like, man. he's had so many title reigns and he's <clears> such a veteran that Randy, it's just like he's, I, I, you know, you're always going to get a good match out of Randy, but you just don't have any excitement to watch him anymore. No, and I mean, Randy's got to be a heel. Yes, you know, he he can stay a face for that little bit of time that he comes back if he's injured because everybody's happy to see him. You know they pop for the music and everything, but you gotta get this guy in a heel spot fast mm-hmm. because he just he he just uh, he gets stale real quick when mm-hmm. he's a face. And uh, and I know with this RKO thing happening on social media and everything like that, you can still be a heel and how have all that happening. Yeah, Matter of yeah, fact, sure. all that stuff on those those memes and everything that's basically when he was a heel. Yeah, <laughs> all those and I feel like Randy, Randy does well at staying a heel. Like people, he does well at still getting the booze. You know, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily become that cool heel that everybody's cheering as much. You know what I'm saying? He but he could be. He I mean, could he could be that be. anti-hero. Yeah. But we'll see. I was just going to say one more thing about Shinsuke. Do you think Philadelphia will accept him as the winner of the Royal Rumble? If he won? If he won? Yes. You think they would pop? That'd be a big pop? Philadelphia is a big indie town. Yep. So, and, and they're also watching, and we're going to get into Wrestle Kingdom 12 in just a minute, just as, as a wrap-up of what just happened. Yes, I think they would accept him as the winner. I think they would accept him. I'm not interested in seeing it, though. Really? Yeah. AJ and Shinsuke? I... Listen, I, I, that'd be a good push to actually get him as a SmackDown superstar. First of all, second of all, give him a push to give him some relevance to go into WrestleMania. Yeah, almost like a reboot for his whole. His whole. Hey, we'll see. Like, and that could. We'll see. Renew your faith. It maybe maybe it will. 
And Shinsuke. And then it kind of caters more to the technical wrestling fans at WrestleMania. Yes. As opposed to whatever, Roman versus Brock or wherever they're going on the Raw side. Right. Yeah. And what you're going to yeah. get a lot of that anyway, but then you are going to get a couple of classic yeah. matches, and that could be one of them. And see, yeah. see, my thing is, and, and I know the audience probably knows just from listening to me, I'm always about the entertainment. Like, you know, Vince Russo talks about this a lot. Like, you know, I'm less Let about... Let me tell you something, something bro. <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm less about the matches and more about the stories mm-hmm. behind it and the the entertainment you know and following that stuff like because I'm like I can watch a bunch of good matches but I need to I need to see that story that's being built around how we're getting to that match mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and for me right now like Shinsuke isn't a person I feel like what are they going to build around him because of the way they've been like utilizing him mm-hmm. but anything's possible anything's possible I turn him heel yeah if it's getting stale Turn him heel. Why not? Why not? Why not, man? That'd be cool. And a heel Shinsuke versus a face AJ? How about that? That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Speaking of AJ, he defeated Jinder Mahal, who had the Singh brothers by his side, for the WWE Championship. Sent him packing to the mid-card. Yeah. Um, 23 minutes, and I believe it was 13 minutes too long. That match was way too long. Yeah. Um... I think it, it was decent for what it was, but they just stretched it out so much to try to say what's going to happen at the end. And the Singh brothers still didn't make a difference. Now, Jinder Mahal is in the Uni- United States title tournament because when a- uh, Dolph Ziggler gave up the title, they're having an eight-man tournament, which is going to culminate at the Royal Rumble. So far, Jinder is still in this tournament. Um, Why so, is Rusev in the tournament? Oh, because Aiden English was in the tournament. Put them both in. I, I don't know. Rusev, I guess, is going to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Because Rusev almost won the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia a couple yep. years ago. Yep. So uh, if it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, so maybe that's why they're saving Rusev for the Rumble. Could be. Because uh, Rusev is so over with this I Rusev know. Day thing. I would think Aiden English would come out and sing for him to his entrance, and then Rusev will come out with the Rusev Day shirt in the Rumble. But that's more on the Royal Rumble episode coming up. Do not miss this. Um, so I want to just throw in, go ahead, last thoughts on... WWE, SmackDown, Clash of Champions, uh, right now, before I just jump into the quick results of New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Either one of you. Go for it. Um, I'm, I'm liking the way things are going. I'm ready for the Royal Rumble. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I pretty much said it, man. I'm, I'm loving Raw right now. SmackDown got to step it up. I would like to see some guys go over to SmackDown. I don't want to see a complete changeup because I feel like Raw still needs to keep the guys that they've been like focusing on, mm-hmm. but I, there are two guys that I feel like a benefit from going SmackDown as Finn Balor and Matt Hardy. Yeah, I like that idea definitely. There you Absolutely. go. Both of them get out of the shadows and Raw and become main players. Because yeah. I feel like they have great talent on SmackDown. You throw through those two guys in the mix with Bobby Roode and AJ Styles. That, that's going to be one of the main. Then you see SmackDown in 2018 have the big roster. Yeah, they're, the big they're so close. That's, that's what I understand. They're right. so close to greatness. Um. So, New Japan had their WrestleMania not too long ago on Jan- uh, July 4th. January 4th, what, sorry. Um, in, the, in the Tokyo Dome, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom 12. The biggest thing that came out of this was supposed to be uh, lots of big things, but Chris Jericho against Kenny Omega. Um, Jericho is kind of on loan. And he's still in WWE, but he was out doing his own thing with Fozzie and doing his own thing here. Um, apparently, all of these matches are on the Wrestling Bible on Facebook. So if you find the Wrestling Bible on Facebook, you can watch every match in its entirety nice. with the commentary, which is Tony Schiavone and Don Callis. How about that? It's actually pretty good. Didn't Don Callis recently buy a TNA or something? Uh, he and Scott Demore oh, are yeah, the okay. uh, the main bookers now in oh, okay, Impact nice. Wrestling. Okay, cool, cool. So, which has kind of started off new at this year. Impact Wrestling is still showing some shows from last year, but they're doing okay. 
Um, Kenny Omega won. I didn't watch this match yet, but I've heard that Maybe. this match and every match is fantastic. And even if you don't have the big storyline going into it, they actually kind of explain the stories as the matches are going on. Mm -hmm. And there's really no filter there in Japan. You've got language. You've got finger expressions. <laughs> you've got blood. You've got you know pile drivers that are not. Um, you know, band. You know, you can do everything to the neck over it's here. It's the attitude at times, too. Oh, you yes. know this is right. So, you know, um, a lot of people over there, a lot of Americans on the show, Young Bucks are on the show, Bullet Club, you know, as far as Ring of Honor is concerned. Uh, Kota Ibushi and Cody, whoa, apparently that was tight. That was fantastic. Um, and uh, as far as I know, Kota Ibushi won. Uh, you got Davey Boy Smith Jr., you got, uh, as I said, the Young Bucks, you got a lot of Japanese names that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, you got Will Ospreay, who was in a uh, big controversy earlier this year with the Big Spot Fest, um, with Marty Scrawl and Hiromi Takashumi and Kashuda. Again, I'm not going to try. Um, but there's a whole 10 matches, 6 hours, Japanese WrestleMania. Check it out. Good stuff. Um, anybody see any of this online? Watch the Jericho Omega match. Fantastic match. Okay. Fantastic match. Perfect mix of um, a 90s or like a Steve Austin, like brawl, WWE brawl yeah. like main event. Um, but you also had some technical moves, suplexes and stuff off the ropes mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, Jericho knocks out the referee at some point very early in the match. And nice. he goes after the referee's son. I wasn't too sure of the storyline there, but <laughs> puts the referee's son in the um, Boston well, Crab. The walls, walls of Jericho. Jericho. I mean, there's now, just was it the real walls of Jericho or was it the crab? He did both. He did both? Um, I'm not sure with the sun, but throughout the course of the match, he ended up doing both because at one point he, he lifts them up and one of the announcers says, oh, that's old school Jericho. Uh, nice. And he kneels down like on yep. the neck and pulls yep. back. Yep. That's the um, stuff. I say, WWE doesn't let him do that. No, yeah, no they don't. Speaking of Jericho, he put on a few pounds and he's letting his hair grow longer. Yeah, he looked he almost like the yeah. old Y2J. Yeah. yeah. 1999 Jericho. Few, few that's what yeah. I've seen like in some of the uh, pictures. Yeah. So yeah. it was a great match. It was Good. fun. Yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. It's Wrestle Kingdom 12. About a half hour match or so. Yeah. So check it out. That's good. I'm looking forward to it. And did, did you notice the commentary? What was Don Callis and Tony Schiavone? Not on the YouTube uh, video I watched. It was Kevin Kelly and somebody else. Oh, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Tony Schiavone. It might have been Kevin Kelly okay, and Don Callis. Don Callis. Yes, I'm well. sorry. Because Tony Schiavone was supposed to be involved somehow. Because he's. Uh, I know he's been doing some indie shots and he's got that podcast, What Happened When Monday, with uh, Conrad Thompson. So good stuff. Hey, man, uh, oh, last, last thing about that match. I yeah, read yeah. somewhere online that JR is going to lay down a commentary track oh, for good. that, and it's going to be shown on Access TV this oh, weekend or yeah, next weekend. Yeah, JR something. does do work for them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so, he was like, uh, one of the main commentators last year, I think. Yeah, right. yeah so. Tony Schiavone. I'm sorry. I got Tony Schiavone on the brain. But, Dude. Yeah, check it out. Um, before we wrap up, I know we're probably getting close, Big Ugly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's what we do. Yeah. You know, we, we were talking about Star Wars for a half hour. Yeah. What do you have as far as the end of 2018 or 17, the beginning of 18? What are you excited about, looking forward to, uh, other than the Rumble, which we'll talk about next time? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward to seeing how SmackDown might improve, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, man, really looking forward to what's going to happen with this Jason Jordan thing and, like, how far they can take it, you know, want to see that um looking forward to obviously wrestlemania yeah um yeah pretty much i mean this is the time of year where wrestling gets exciting mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying when january hits the rumble hits you know and on that road to wrestlemania i want to see what's going to happen on this raw 25 mm -hmm. is undertaker really retired because some people are saying that technically he's not retired he hasn't said he's retired so you know yeah, are we going to see the undertaker right so 
And this is the last Raw before the Royal Rumble, the Raw 25. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Jamie Jay? Yeah, this is one of the best times to be a wrestling fan. There's mm-hmm. so much content available, so much out there. You know, we're talking about New Japan that we can just hop online and watch this. Mm-hmm. What, 20 years ago, we'd have to tape trade. Oh, my goodness. Stuff, like, and six we did that. After, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. we, were, we were going to indie shows, buying VHS tapes, and there yeah. were lines at the table, people fighting over to VHS. Wow. And then they were usually, like, third, fourth generation, you know, not really the best quality. Yeah. Now yeah. you can just hop online and watch pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. So... Definitely the best time to be a wrestling fan, right? Got the uh, Global Force Network that has Impact Wrestling. You got the WWE Network. Vince supposedly trying to start the XFL again. Yeah, yeah. buddy. He so bought we'll see some, how that goes. Uh, yeah. yeah, he sold some stock, bought some rights, and uh, that within the next year, that could be happening. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's good. I mean, after what happened with the Baltimore Ravens, I, I need some different football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, hey, after after what's happening with the NFL in general, I don't think people are mind, you know, tuning into another type of football. That's why I think this is a perfect time for Vince to jump back yeah, in that this ring. Is, this is the time, you know, give people another outlet. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, real quick, I just had one more note. Uh, Paige got hurt, apparently, on a house oh, show. Sasha right, yeah. Banks kicked her in the back of the head. So, I don't know. I know we still got this uh, absolution thing happening with Paige really and the sucks, other girls. Man, they were picking up steam, man. I was yeah. liking them. Huge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They haven't uh, worked in a while. I mean, but maybe Paige still could be the mouthpiece and let those other two yeah. wrestle. Yeah. But I, th- I know Paige wanted to be in that Royal Rumble. Um, so, one yeah. of the reasons they brought her back and put all these girls up real quick is to have substance for this Royal Rumble. Right. But, um, you know, hopefully she'll be okay. I don't Hopefully. know if it's post-concussion yeah. syndrome or whatever, but Paige is awesome. Love Paige. Um, so, in a couple weeks, uh, we're going to have our big Royal Rumble preview episode. We're going to have our boy Chad on there from the estates in Maryland. Um, so, we got the mansion. we got the mansion 2.0. We'll have the estates. Uh, Chad will be on there. And Jamie Jason, if you're available, you're welcome to come back and talk All Royal right. Rumble as well. Um, so, uh, Philadelphia, get ready uh, for another riot. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um uh, but listen to all of our archived episodes. Check out Matt Temby at T-E-M-B-Y everywhere that you can on Instagram, Facebook, social media. And listen to all of our archived episodes because we have grown. Matt Temby has let us know. We have grown as a podcast. We're 41 strong, uh, year and a half plus, going to do more. And we got a lot of great interviews coming up in 2018. And like you said, this is the best time to be a wrestling fan, Jamie Jason. Absolutely. We're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple months. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, from the Mansion 2.0, we are out of here. Thank you so, so much. Check us out, like us, follow us, subscribe to us. And as we always say, three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And we out.